0: Christmas, everyone, welcome to the Christmas Countdown Show. Yes. My name is Eric Peterson. I am here with my good buddy, lovely friend, Danny Jordan. <laughs> we are here, episode number 18. Oh my of the gosh. Christmas Countdown Show podcast Extraordinaire Spectacular. We're here, folks. We are this you're gonna be hearing this as of Friday, which means in one week and two days, Christmas. One week and one day upon us. Yeah, I guess you're right. One week and one day, Christmas oh, will wow. be upon us. We oh will my gosh.
1: There.
0: It'll all be over, which is kind no, of sad. No,
1: don't say I, that. I, don't I say that.
2: I know, but it's the truth. No trash hashtag Andy. sad Christmas. We you know. just started. <laughs> I don't want people like pulling over to the side of the road crying while they're listening to this episode, like sitting on the, the train in Manhattan going, <laughs> <laughs> it's no, over. no, 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 no. What, what this is is a signal to you, our listeners, and to us to dive head first into this christmas season if you have not already embrace it you, you know when this episode comes out you will essentially have one week until christmas eve which means eight days until christmas day yep. um, and hopefully you've got your shopping done because as we talked yes. about in the last episode friday and saturday the friday and saturday before christmas is the most busy shopping day of the it year is so
1: busy busy busy
2: <laughs> do you know what that's a quote from <laughs> Of course I do. For, from one of the creepiest characters in a Christmas <laughs> movie ever. Absolutely, uh, the magician. The magician is his from name? Frosty. What, does he I have don't a know. name? He's
0: just the magician. Oh, he, he probably I feel does. Like he has a name. I bet he does. Look it up. Let's see. I'm, I'm sure he I'm does looking have at some it. weird. Let's start
2: this episode off with a nice deep dive into Google. <laughs> Who's uh, the magician
0: from Frosty? But I love. You know I I quote that all the time. Bissy, bissy,
2: bissy. His name is Professor Hinkle.
0: Professor Hinkle, of course. Why is of he called a professor?
2: Is. What is he, a professor of magic? Yes, yes, he's, 100%. He's a professor of creepiness is what he, he is. Very creepy. professor of. Like, why yes. are you chasing little children around, you creep?
0: Now, this is a great uh, – we, we didn't mean to do this, but this is a great way to uh, tell the listeners what our episode is about today. It's the oh. things that we Chris missed. We are yes. doing our top ten list of – of things that Danny and I Christmased in this first season of the Christmas Countdown show. Things that we meant to talk about or mention or discuss or do a deep dive into that just didn't make any of our previous lists. So uh, mm. some of these are going to be uh, traditions. Some are going to be movies, songs, characters. Uh, there's going to be a lot of fun Santa's. Stuff Santa's Santa's. there's some great great stuff I know my list is is very good I'm sure that Danny's is very good we did not uh, sometimes we go over our (laughs) list before the uh the episode this time we did not so uh we it's going to be a surprise to both of us which is exciting because you'll get our honest reactions um but here we are we're in episode eighteen. I can't believe, Danny, that we're oh we're gosh. coming to a close on this first Eric, season here.
2: Eric, don't bring that up. I told you I don't want to I don't want to start crying here at the beginning of this episode. But yeah, it's it's wild to think that you know, two months ago, you and I on a Facebook thread threw out this <laughs> random idea for a Christmas podcast. I think we were gonna call it Crazy for Christmas was the mm-hmm. original idea that it was. It was I forgot
0: we started this on like a respon in like a comment feed in somebody's uh facebook post i forgot i think about
2: it that. was on i think you posted something and my wife commented on it and tagged me in and said oh you're, you're starting to sound like danny and right. i said something about like you know christmas lovers unite you know doesn't that sounds like uh, or what can i say i'm crazy for christmas hey that sounds like a podcast yeah and and then you said call me tomorrow let's talk about it <laughs> and it. and here we are you know two months later uh 18 episodes almost down I mean, we're in 152 countries now, um, wow. number one Christmas podcast on Spotify and Apple, all these new friends that we've made through yeah. this show, all these incredible Christmas Countdown crew members who have been supporting us. I mean, we we love you all so much. And if, if you're just discovering this show for the first time, um, welcome to the Christmas Countdown welcome. crew. and. And please join our community uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. We are at Christmas Countdown Show on those three platforms. We are at Xmas, X-mas Pod. Uh, let me try that again. Uh, on Twitter, uh, and and we also love hearing from you. So if you have yet to send us a DM letting us know where you're listening uh, and what you love about the show, please please do that. And if you're listening on Apple, scroll right, scroll down right now. Click those five stars. Give us a quick uh, rating of five stars and a review. We love reading those reviews on the show. And we love hearing what you all think of this show. It's um, I'm just I've, I'm at a loss for words, Eric. I was talking to my wife about it last night, actually, about yeah. what this show has meant to me um, and what this journey has been like. You know, you and I as friends getting to be a part of this thing together you know we've wanted to host a podcast together for for years now yeah um and and finally it it happened and i think it's been incredibly uh cool to see this chemistry that we've built not just as friends but as uh you know podcast co-hosts as it were cohorts um but also these people that we have met through our show and the kind words that everyone shares with us legitimately every single day through dms through comments through ratings reviews Every time I see one pop up, it, it legitimately brings a smile to my face. And I, you know, before we get to our finale next week, I just want to say a massive heartfelt thank you to each and every one of you, our listeners, um, wherever you're at in the world, whatever your situation is, we appreciate you. You have made this experience what it's become. Um, totally. that it's not just Eric and me sitting across from each other on a computer screen talking to each other about how geeky we are about Christmas, <laughs> but that we've become friends through this, you know, people will message us, Eric, and they say like, you really feel like friends. Um, I I literally just got chills when I said that. Um, I just got chills at my arm when I said that, that we now have all these new friends that, that we've made. And, and we know that our voices have now come into some of the most like intimate parts of your world, you know, your home, your car, your workplace. and, And that's not lost on us. We, you know, Eric and I work in the biz, you know, um, that doesn't mean that this doesn't mean anything to us. This actually, in a lot of ways, means more to me than a lot of the producing that I do out in the real world. <laughs> real world. So, um, not that this isn't the real world, but um, but yeah, I just want I just wanted to say that you know before we got along too far because I was thinking about it last night and I I got a little sad thinking about not being able to chat with anybody um, anymore. But we have exciting things in the works, right, Eric?
0: We do, we do. And you know, I I, I just to go off what you're saying there, Danny, I, I agree so much. You know. I do think that there, you know, there's always those things like there's two types of people in the world, you know, Mm. and all the different, you know, glass half full or glass half empty, whatever it is. But for me it's people i do think if i had to narrow it down to two types of people in the world there are cynical people and there are non-cynical people Hmm. and i i like to fashion myself a non-cynical person and i try to surround myself with other non-cynical people because there are terrible things in the world and there are hard times and there are situations that seem way beyond anything we can comprehend or fix But there's also a lot of great in the world and there's a lot of happiness and there's a lot of joy and the majority of the world is happy and is full Mm. of love and is full of kindness and trying to help their fellow man or woman around them and and just live a nice quiet life and raise a family and go to work and eat dinner with their families and put their kids to bed and set them up for a good life, you know, and while the news and obviously the, you know, the, in the last 10, 20 years, the, you know, cable news has sort of sensationalized everything bad in the world. And I'm in no way trying to downplay the badness in the world because it's there, but, I think somehow our like society has sort of lost the sense of joy and hopefulness that mm. very rarely gets reported only gets reported at the end of a newscast for like one good thing of you know like a koala bear was made a pair of pants by a random person and isn't that adorable <laughs> you know and then we all laugh yeah. and but we don't hear all the good things and so hopefully our our podcast here has brought That sense of wonder and of happiness and joy and kindness and and what the Christmas season is all about uh, into your lives and into your ears and your heads. And so we we're we're so happy, like Danny said, that people have been responding to it and have been writing us messages and telling us what the show means to them. And it really it really, really warms our hearts and, and I think gives us a lot of hope, which is great. Yeah. But as Danny said, we are working on other things, you know. The, the plan is this episode will be coming out uh, this Friday uh, today that you're listening to this, and then there will we'll have two more episodes, and then it will be oh. Christmas. So we feel as if the Christmas countdown show for season one, at least, uh, will come to a close. Um, yep. But Danny and I... You've obviously heard us talk about being parents. We're going on tour. And we're going on tour,
1: baby. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no. Uh,
0: we, You've heard us talk about being parents, and that's obviously a big part of our lives and something that we talk about and something that we've bonded about a lot. Uh, in the past and so we are our plan is to do some sort of parenting podcast that will uh we don't have the, the exact title yet or where you know where it'll be uh where it'll be called and all that but we that's the plan we'll probably take you know a few weeks off after the holidays to sort of uh decompress from season one of this um <laughs> yeah. and i'm going to be starting uh shooting in boston for season two of my tv show kevin Canef himself on amc big time um, Mr. Big time. <laughs> so so <laughs> (laughs) I'll have to sort of get set up there, but once, uh, you know, January finishes up, we'll probably around then is when we'll try to have uh, a new season of podcasting goodness for you with Danny and I uh, talking about parenting and we'll bring in guests to talk about, you know, to get, uh, you know, mom's points of view on parenting. Obviously, it's not just a dad world, Um, but, you know, we'll you'll hopefully be able to hear the same silliness, goofiness. (laughs) You know, us talking about the Bears and Packers and and (laughs) our kids and, you know, all the goofy stuff we like to do. So we hope that you will stick around for that whenever we announce that and and start uh, putting those out into the world. We promise that whenever we do, we will post it on the Christmas countdown show socials. So if you're following us there, you will not miss it. Um, but that will be coming up, uh, in 2022. I can't believe that it's almost 2022.
2: Oh my That's gosh. Nuts. So many twos, so many twos. I, um, <laughs> yes. and, and if you are interested in, in engaging with us, you can also follow Eric and myself on social media. Yeah. And don't just follow the, uh, you know, our, our show page. You can, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Danny Jordan. That's my, my preferred social media platform i don't really tweet very much but if you want to follow me there on TikTok, i'm at underscore danny jordan uh where are you at on the socials eric uh
0: my biggest one would be uh instagram i'm at eric pete e-r-i-c p-e-t-e uh i have a twitter which is at eric peterson 44 i don't use the twitter too much uh i have a fan page on facebook eric peterson Uh, fan page uh yeah wow And okay. uh, I do have a TikTok account, which let's see if I can pull it up because I don't post that Is it, that is it
2: the TikTok. Portly Gentleman?
0: Well, no, I was going to mention that as well. I also have a, hang on, let me pull up my, your... um, oh, on TikTok, I'm at Eric Peterson 44, the same thing that I was on uh, Twitter. But then I also have a Instagram page called at the Portly Gentleman, the Portly <laughs> Gentlemen, this is my fashion Instagram page. You, uh, we haven't talked a ton about <laughs> this. I, you laughed, Danny, but this is
2: true. Oh, I well, love, it's funny because you, I give love me clothes. so much crap about boy, be you know, loving boy bands and being in a boy band and all this stuff, yes. and you have failed to share with our listeners or you know two and a half months now <laughs> you have a fashion page. You're a, fashion, a fashion influencer. I am a fashion Instagram. influencer.
0: Uh, I, I wouldn't quite call myself an influencer, but here's what I'll tell you. I love clothes. I think I mentioned an episode or two ago that I have a bit of a shopping addiction. I love to shop I love to shop for myself I love to shop for my wife for my kids I love being somewhere where I can buy clothes I just love it so much <laughs> and uh I love especially buying clothes for myself um but I like further <laughs> but that being said I love clothes I if you've never seen a picture of Danny and I you may not know that I'm a slightly rounder gentleman I wouldn't call myself like uh, obesely fat but I'm not in the no. greatest shape But something that is important to me, the reason I started The Portly Gentleman was I wanted to show other guys who might not be model skinny that you can still dress cool. And there are cool clothes Mm. to wear that can make you look very fashionable and that fit correctly and show off the good things that you want to show off and make you feel cool and you can dress well. You know, when I was uh, when I've been in Broadway shows, most Broadway actors just show up to the theater in sweatpants and a T-shirt and a coat, right? In a backpack. But I try to wear not a full suit, but I try to wear a blazer and a shirt and tie every performance because I just feel like I was brought up with this idea that you dress for the job that you want, not the job you have. I like to think that, like, if you dress really well and impress people with how you dress, it shows that you take yourself seriously and you see yourself at a a ladder rung a few above where you're currently Mm. at. So it's just sort of a thing that I've done. But. Anyways, I went on a deep dive there, but please I was check say, out so, the so poorly gentleman.
2: It sounded like you're like you wanted to dress for the front of house manager job at the <laughs> at the theater you were doing the show at. No, <laughs> no, no. Than, I... Rather than Dewey, the star of the show. Um, but you are right. Yeah. It's sort of like you know you see a lot of, uh, and I love that so many professional athletes still dress nice. Sure, yeah. Like when they're arriving to the arena Every or to the game, stadium yeah. or even on travel days. I mean, it is wild when you look back at photos from not super long ago you know 50 years ago or whatever you know at professional sports you know like a baseball game yeah the the men are in like three-piece suits and a and a, a derby game. or a or like yeah. a um a straw no. hat yeah and yeah. you know women are in nice dresses like why well, wonder, like did that just stop immediately one day like everyone just decided oh we're just going to show up in casual attire today uh, yeah like, I yeah, mean, this I is think a lot was... better than a wool suit
0: I think it was the 60s, really, is really what it was. It was, you know, up to that point, professional men and women, you know, men always wore a hat out of the house. Every Mm. you did not leave the house without a hat and you know that was a big thing and once the hats started to go then men were wearing you know suits but then the 60s happened and there was you know casual fridays and then everything kind of slowly got more and more and then we had the pandemic so everyone just wears like you know stretchy you know leggings all the time <laughs> and t-shirts that's what i and, wear every day yeah and now we've completely devolved into you know just whatever makes
2: us comfortable <laughs> all the time Yeah. you yeah, I love wearing Lululemon leggings uh, around it's the best. My house every day. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, go go follow Eric at the Portly Gentleman on Instagram. I love what you what yes. you do over there, um, and make sure to follow us, you know, our personal pages, and and go follow the Dad Diary. That's more than likely where our all of our social stuff for the podcast will live in some capacity. as we are at the Dad Diary on instagram on twitter and you can also search the dad diary on on facebook as well there's there's actually a bunch of content there already from a previous iteration of what was happening but it'll be populated soon with uh new content uh yes, featuring indeed. eric and myself and not not just me uh you know remember i'm ancillary here i am not the uh, i am not Shush. the star of the show i'm not on kevin Canef himself okay i'm just a i'm just a lowly reality producer you know <laughs> struggling
0: Shush. to get by uh, um, should we do some shout-outs, some uh, listener shout-outs?
2: I think we, we should. Speaking of shushes, let's shout <laughs> some people out. Let's sh- shout some people out. Shout, 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 shout them, them out. out. Yes. This These is the segment the where we shout out <laughs> the listeners. Come on. <laughs> We're
0: talking about you, the listeners. Listeners. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to do one <laughs> here. Is happening? This is from C. Hag in Training. That is a great... <laughs> That is a great <laughs> username. C-Hag oh in gosh. Training. I want to know more about your entire life story. But yes. they wrote a, a five golden stars review mm. uh, uh, just two days ago that said Christmas cookie for your ears. You oh, want your that. bells jingled? Listen to this. <laughs> That's the whole review. <laughs> I love that. Sea hag in Training. I'm going to read it to you oh again. Christmas gosh. cookies for your ears. And the whole review says, you want your bells jingled? Listen to this.
2: Listen to this. If That's that if that is not great. Like the headline on top of our website, which we now own, by the way. We do own ChristmasCountdownShow.com. Oh, nice. Which we oh, will I think be that creating. Should, I
0: think that honestly you should, should be Your bells our... jingled? Listen, <laughs> Listen to, to this. this. See in Training. We See, may Hagen have training. to take your. Uh, we'll, we'll give you credit every time. We'll put it right underneath. Oh, my like a, goodness. Like a Broadway great. review.
2: Do you think that Sea Haggin training uh, sings sea shanties? I bet she does. There, I, that was a trend on. on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> oh, I love sea you shanties. Want your bells jingled? You better listen to this show. Hey, listen to it. Listen to it. Listen to this show. Um, oh my gosh, that's that was great. Not good at all. Uh, anyway, we will make up a sea shanty for yes for season for Sea Haggin um, training. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Thank you, C. and Training. Do you have another uh, review there? I do as well? have. An-
0: I have another short one here, uh, and this oh, is beautiful. from Shanny one two two nine. Shanny one two two nine. She says, uh, "I'm assuming it's a she. I could be totally wrong." Uh, they say puts you in the holiday mood. Five golden stars, mm. and they said, "If you love Christmas, you will love this pod." cast they didn't say cast but i think that's what the kids call podcasts they call them pods you know like yeet yeet Yeet. boom dab it's
2: it's it's a yeet bop pod it's a yeet bop pod maybe that'll be the title of our dad pod the yeet the yeet bop the yeet Yeet. pop pod yeah but our
0: title always changes because we can never remember how to say it (laughs) And because that's of that,
1: good. we have five
2: listeners. Uh, yes,
1: yeah, because so they, they don't like, know we, where to find. They us. can never find. Oh my they gosh The name
2: again. I can't find oh my this podcast. <laughs> Wouldn't that be Hilarious. fun? It's like a choose-your-own-adventure. Like they have to like it's it's a big like murder mystery sort of thing. Like yeah. ooh, what's their name this week? Sort of thing. I feel like that's a horrible see idea. See if you
0: see if you can find us.
2: <laughs> find us and then that really justifies our low download numbers
0: exactly and And then yeah we're
2: exclusive baby it's like exclusive access you know we're
0: we're we're disrupting the whole podcasting world we make it as hard to find us as possible (laughs) and then we make it impossible to leave reviews and then we change the title (laughs) so you can't find us again
2: oh my gosh i love that so much um well thank you Thank you for for those reviews. I have I have another one here. This is from one of our our loyal listeners who is up in Newfoundland, um, and this person is at Nova Molson and Kingston uh, on Instagram. I, I would spell it all out, but it's a lot of letters. Sure. Um, so it's Nova Molson and Kingston, and this person's name is Chantal. And they sent us a a long review, which is, you know, which we appreciate. So buckle up. Love those. Uh, If you're in your car, buckle up because here it comes. Uh, The title of this review uh, is An Absolute Christmas Delight. Uh, And Chantal says, I come from a small island called Newfoundland. I feel like this is the start of a musical. Um, It is. (laughs) Come from away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. Which is the furthest east of Canada. Uh, Still feels like I'm in come from away right now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And tends to be forgotten amongst the rest of North America. But I promise you, it's one of the best, most wholesome places on Earth. Uh, Christmases here are magical they're usually white and covered in glowing Christmas lights heart uh, and I live for the excitement of Christmas I'm an artist I recently completed my master's degree and I'm newly accepted to complete my PhD so I 100% coalesce with your love of creativity and I, I admire how you two are able to translate it into a creative Christmas podcast. Your content is so nostalgic and pure. I love envisioning all of the Christmas colors and and melodies and the warmth of the holiday that keeps me smiling the whole way through. Also, the jokes are hilarious. Um, (laughs) I am already anticipating all of the topics that are possible for next Christmas. Uh, I think about the ideas all the time. I listen to your podcast when I'm exercising, and it always uplifts my mood. This is the first review I have ever written, but you absolutely have earned it. Thank you for being a bright, shining Christmas light this season consider me forever a part of the christmas countdown crew um have a merry christmas you guys and this is uh and also she wanted to mention that she has a, a persian cat um who isn't a fan of peppermint mochas great <laughs> great
0: i like this lady i like i'm I like know. crying that was such a great I <laughs> what honestly, a review that was so nice
2: wasn't oh. that so nice Thank you, Chantal, yeah. aka Nova Molson and Kingston, on Instagram. Um, and this is this is like a cat page. So if you're if you're into cat content, um, make sure to head over to uh, to Chantal's page. And shout out to Newfoundland. Uh, shout out to all the people of Gander. Um, yeah. You know that's what we were referencing when we said come from away. Such a, such an awesome musical, which you can watch on Apple Plus. I believe. Yes, right? you can. It's great. I haven't watched the uh, the film version. I saw the production on Broadway. Yeah. Um, and it was absolutely fantastic i actually but, uh, i
0: don't think i ever saw it on broadway i saw it uh i was doing a musical in la jolla when it was doing its out of town tryout in la jolla so i saw it in la jolla before oh wow it, before it even went to Broadway,
2: oh mr big, big, big time big over two. here all right <laughs> going off to shoot season two
0: seeing okay. debuts
2: musicals before anybody else gets a chance all right Do you know wait
0: speaking um, of i once saw uh when i was a kid they were doing the out-of-town tryout for the producers, you know, the Mel Brooks, you know, Nathan Lane and I've heard of Matthew it Roderick, times, Yeah, Obviously, humongous musical. Um, they were doing the out-of-town tryout in Chicago, where I'm from, and right. my parents took us to see it. And while we were watching it, Mel Brooks was there because they were, you know, in previews and still doing rewrites and stuff. And there's uh, a line where one of the characters uh, there, if you don't know producers, it's about uh essentially two guys try to make a a play that's going to be the worst play in the world so that they can (laughs) get the investors money and run away with the money it ends up becoming super successful and it's all about there's a a hitler that is very flamboyant but there's lots of like jokes about nazis and stuff like that but it's very funny i promise but there is a line that says don't be stupid be a smarty come and join the nazi party and uh It's it said just by a random person in the cast, but the night that we were there, Mel Brooks stuck his head out from the wings and said, don't be stupid, be a smarty, come and join the Nazi party. And it oh literally stopped the song because it was the middle of the song because everybody was loving the show so much and knew that it was Mel Brooks and knew it was his show. And so they had to like stop the song in the middle of it. He had wow. to come out, take a little bow, and then they finished the song because it was That's it was incredible. so exciting to see him. It was really cool. Yeah.
2: Didn't you when you were in uh, Escape uh, to Margaritaville? Didn't uh, Jimmy Buffett made like a surprise appearance? Uh, yeah. uh, for you guys, he once, would, right.
0: Well, yeah, he would. Uh, he would come in. He would do the show actually quite a bit. He. He probably would come out to sing the in the finale. We would sing Margaritaville again, and he would come out to sing with us. I would say, honestly, in our Broadway run, he came once every two weeks. He really was oh, there wow. quite a bit. Um, but for our final performance, the, the closing night performance, there's a moment where all of the tourists are trying to escape off the island because the volcano is about to explode. And uh, myself and um, Paul Alexander Nolan, who played the other male lead, we run out with these boxes of like liquor and stuff and we're like, which way do we go? And Jimmy came out with us for that little entrance and just oh, sort of looks like, cool. Oh, where do I go? And it stopped the song again and everybody was going nuts. And then he said, let's get out of here. And then we ran off stage and it was very, oh, funny. that's
2: so yeah. incredible. I mean, those are the yeah. things that only happen in live theater. Totally. You know, totally. It, it's, it's the best. I have a memory from, here we go, talking about stuff that has nothing to do with Christmas uh, again, <laughs> but that's what we do. I, I went to see uh, Hair the last uh-huh. time it was on Broadway, the revival. And at the end of the show, you know, when they're like singing, let the Sunshine," like the cast would run out into the audience and they would bring people on stage to like yeah. sing and dance with them on stage. Um, and I was sitting in one of like the boxes, you know, right to stage left. Yeah. Uh, right to stage left. That sounds horribly... Uh, <laughs> difficult to track um it was stage left and yes. so i think it was cassie levy came into our box yeah and grabbed us and brought us down what a, and what a cast that was i mean that was like gavin creel and will yeah, swenson and all these people um but you know they brought us down and we're dancing on stage and i was like oh my gosh i'm on a broadway stage this is mind-blowing and then they had a guy that was on stage with his girlfriend and in the middle of the song they stopped it And he got down on one knee and he proposed to her right there on the stage. And of course she said yes. And then all of us who were on stage were like,
3: let the sun shine. (laughs) I was like,
2: this is one of the, and literally like Cassie Levy's standing next to me and I'm smiling at her and we're dancing back and forth. I was like, this is so epic. Like I will never forget that moment. And that's the type of stuff that only happens, you know, in live theater. And I totally absolutely love it. Anyway. Um, our Broadway podcast will be our fifth podcast that, yes. that we do together in the year two thousand twenty-five. Yes. Um, but uh, before we, you know, move on to our countdown for today, because I realize we're we're already like thirty minutes into this. Oh, we're just what are we doing? Oh, that's right, we're being us. Um, <laughs> I did want to bring something up that was brought to my attention by one of our listeners, uh, cause okay. our latest episode, we, we were talking about stocking stuffers, but in that episode, I shared this bit of information that I had found out about the Santa Claus and how in the first movie, there are these like sneaky appearances, the little by elves, Santa's elves. Yeah. yeah. The elves like appear in the movie before Santa does. Yeah. Um, And so this person, uh, I want to make sure I get uh, her name right. This is uh, Rochelle. And Rochelle is at shell underscore ribicky on Instagram. Okay. And she says, um, she goes, I just finished the newest episode. Did y'all catch this? The guy who plays Scott's boss in the Santa Claus also plays Father Time in the other two movies. Wait, you're nodding your head. You knew this too? I knew this too. Yes. Oh my gosh, Eric. I didn't. (laughs) <laughs> I did not know this until which also she said this, which also points to the fact
0: that this was all preordained and that Scott Calvin was meant to be the next Santa
2: Claus. But my question is: the guy, who, his boss, who apparently is Father Time. Yes. Was he was he already Father Time, yes. or did he run into a similar situation where the previous Father Time didn't want to be Father Time anymore, and that's a this good guy question. replaced him. Because he looks a very good different. He doesn't have, like, the long beard that Father Time does, right? Sure.
0: You would think, though, if that had been the case, if, if Father Time had his own movie called The Father Time Clause and he had seen a father time fall off the roof that they would have like talked about that at the legendary uh, characters meeting. They would be like, hey, remember when we both became legendary characters the same year? I don't think so. I think that father time was sort of masquerading as Scott's boss because he could do that because he's father time. And they're all just sort of pointing Scott Calvin towards his destiny to become the new Santa Claus.
2: So I guess it begs the question, (laughs) <laughs> so it begs the question then does does scott not know that father time was his old boss like does he never look at him and go wait a second <laughs> you were my old boss the yeah that's a good that question never happens in the movies no, right doesn't like i happen, feel like yeah. we need we need a santa claus four that can there answer these a lot questions of unanswered questions yeah and furthermore did he only become scott's boss because there was this plan or was Father Time always sort of like bouncing around, trying to figure out who the next Santa Claus was going to be? And then after, does he just leave his his job as Scott, as as the boss, the the guy who runs this toy company, who takes over? That's great, that's a great question. Great, Eric, question. There are so many questions. <laughs> anyway, this is a I don't rabbit think we'll hole. Ever know. Um, that I'm going to be going down probably until season two. Season of two of our show. show, we're going to kick it, if it off. You with, have Danny has figured out the Santa Claus. <laughs> it's going to be a seven hour. Uh, dissertation there will be a PowerPoint presentation so I hope you're ready but I am oh curious gosh. if anyone out there is listening and you've you've done a deep dive into this or you, or you have theories have fan theories yeah. yeah please DM them to us I, I would love because now my mind is just absolutely blown because if there's those two elements is there more right is there more that we just haven't uncovered yet possibly I don't know br- these brilliant I filmmakers
0: know. have hidden quite a few Easter eggs for us to discover
2: Who would have ever thought that the Santa Claus would be the one that we'd be having all these (laughs) deep dive conversations? I don't know. I was just like, oh, it's a guy who the Santa falls off his roof. And now there's all these like deep layers to it that I would have never expected them to explore with that movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the guy that plays that part is uh, obviously I can't think what his name is, but he's the dad on Everybody Loves Raymond. He plays the monster in Young Frankenstein. Um, a, a very famous actor. Very famous actor.
2: Can you his guess name what is I'm Googling
0: right now? His name and his name is, I want to say Frank. I'm something. actually not. No, not. Frank is the character's
2: <laughs> name on Everybody Loves Raymond. What is his name? I am not Googling. I, my, my Google search was, is Santa's boss father time? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Boyle. is that Peter is Boyle, that yes, name? of
0: course. Peter yeah. Boyle, yes.
2: Now, it so, oh my gosh. It's, it's Disney.fandom.com. Hmm. I'll be reading that. I'm not going to read it for you all on this podcast here today because we just simply don't have time for that. But you might expect a little something from me in episode 19. Yes. Danny will have more cause. information
0: uh, on this soon. I have a trivia question for you, Danny. Okay. A trivia question for trivia. you. Okay. The U.S. Postal Service delivers yes. an estimated blank number of packages in 2019 now this is just the postal service oh. we're not even talking about ups fedex you know dhl any of that so the u.s postal service delivered an estimated how many packages in the year 2019 now this is just packages not pieces of mail so we're not including okay. christmas cards we're saying letters just Packages. Okay. how many so... packages do you think the u.s postal service delivered in the year 2019
2: now, are we playing prices right rules where if yes. I
0: go over, I lose? If you I go lose? over, you lose. So if I am under, I win. Yes, but you can't say one. Dang it.
2: <laughs> I see. How you're I was totally going to say one. <laughs> one package. <laughs> one package it actually is 1.9 trillion, but because you didn't <laughs> go over and there you nobody win. else um, is bidding. So. Nobody else is bidding? Nobody? Nobody? All right. Well, Danny, you win the hot tub. Um all right, How many do you think? I'm going to go with, I'm going to try to make a, a real guess here. Yes. So no letters, just packages. Yes. I'm going to go with 1.3 million. You are way off. Am you I way
0: over or guess? way under? You are way under. So I win. You, are, you do
2: win, <laughs> but you are
0: <laughs> way under. I'll give you one more okay. guess to okay, try to okay. get a little
2: closer. Okay, okay this is uh, this is hard like what are the odds that i actually guess the number i i'll give if you this $5 number is if in the billions it. that's it
1: yes i'll give I you mean, five dollars if, to...
0: if you're within a... if you're within a hundred million i will give you five dollars
2: okay okay here we go within a hundred million all right okay Whew. all right no pressure here yes how much are you gonna give me again five dollars oh my gosh that's not even worth i will it. venmo um, it to you right now okay here we go here we go. Right, let's do this come on danny Okay, so if I'm way off with 1.9 million, that means it's definitely got to be in the billions. It's got to be in the billions. Um, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> shrug at me. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, maybe it's not in the billions. That's a lot of packages. I don't think it's. I don't think it's in the billions. I'm going. Think about this. There's 600... something.
0: There's something like 350 million people in America.
2: Okay, so if they each send one package. Um, Do people okay. send one we package? Send two? I mean, I don't know. It, well, I guess 2019 people were still traveling and stuff, so they might have taken packages with them, which would impact True. that number. Um, I'm going to go with 696 million packages. Oh, you were
0: close to being within 100 million, but it what is, is it? 910 oh. million packages, almost oh, a billion I packages. Said, I should have just said a billion. You would have been over, Dang it. but yes, you should have. Oh no, but but I still win. You win. You still win. You're still under nobody else <laughs> bid, so you're the winner. Yay, Danny! Yay, hey,
2: I won the hot tub. Yes, <laughs> they I'm said so they sent nine hundred
0: and ten million packages, in addition to almost fifteen billion pieces of mail. Oh my god, how are they bankrupt? Billion? It's insane. Um,
2: now here's what's a, a cool thing That's a real question. I wasn't just like flippantly throwing that out there.
0: Well, I think there are 15
2: billion times 50 cents a letter. That's 7.5 yeah, billion not... dollars right there. Yeah. Right?
0: For you're saying for stamps and stuff? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, but there's there's a, stamp lot, of, is, uh, just a little... lot of infrastructure there. I know there's a, a lot of infrastructure. infrastructure. I mean, but look, here's, I am here's what I, for I, the I want to
0: tell a, Let me tell a quick story. I'm grateful for the postal service as well. My father-in-law, Joe Morabito, uh, my wife's uh, dad, obviously, um, he worked as a postmaster uh, for the town of Winter Garden, Florida, where my wife is from, uh, for a bunch of years. He's uh, recently retired, but he used to do something that I think is just... So lovely and so awesome, and deserves a shout out because I don't think that people realize that he does this. And I'm sure that there are other postmasters who do this as well. He would, on Christmas morning, as a put, he would like open presents with his family, and they would do that pretty early. And then he would go to the post office and he would get all of the things that got sent to the post office a day late and were not going to make it in time for Christmas. And he would personally, because they're closed on on Christmas day, but he would personally take all of the packages to any house, that stuff that came in on Christmas morning or came in after the deadline on Christmas Eve. So that people would get their Christmas stuff on time who he just knew, you know, some people just, you know, they just get there a little late and they miss the cutoff. And I just think, and he did it every year. And I just think it's the most, Lovely thing, and such a thoughtful, Christmassy kind of thing to do. And he did it every year. So he would, they would open their family presents, and then he would go and drive around town and bring uh, oh all the packages gosh. that didn't make it on time to people. For he's Christmas like, a,
2: he's like Santa. Yeah, he's a like Santa's the helper. Post helper for sure, his version of Santa. Oh totally. my gosh, isn't that awesome? Shout out to Joe. Yeah. Joe,
0: right. Yep, Joe Morbito We call him. We Popo. call him Big Joe,
2: or what? Do we, we call oh. him Papo. Uh, okay, I like that. Yeah. Somebody with the name Joe Morbido sounds like. People be calling, "Hey, Big Joe!" Big like, Joe, you know, <laughs> he's pop with the yeah. boys around the neighborhood. Yeah, you know? yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, but I wanted to uh, share that. That's um, awesome.
2: That, that's incredible. And there's so many moments like that that happen in our world and around the holidays. And I think that's so important to to shine a light on those people who are doing what I think is the best of humanity, or maybe the best is the wrong word to use. It's just like it's the most human part of humanity. Totally, it's just to like show up for others and, and to yeah. help others. So. Anyway, should we get into Joe? this
0: list? Since I I would love to. We're what 40, uh, 40 minutes in here now.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, we've been we've been humming along, and we had like a list of a bunch of other stuff we wanted to talk about. We did we'll like have... the Christmas sing along at my oh, church. Man, we got... Tell, to Disneyland tell us about
0: the... Tomorrow. Tell us about the Christmas sing along quickly, and then we'll then we'll get into the our list here. Of things okay, that we Okay, I'll,
2: I'll, I'll say this. I'm just going to highlight my favorite part of the Christmas sing along uh, that happened uh, at my church on Sunday evening. It's something sure. I've been fortunate enough to emcee. I think for, I think it's for my seventh year in a row. i um, getting to emcee this thing, and it's fun. Like the, the whole, you know, sanctuary is just packed out. Everything's in the round. Um, we're gathered around the bass and the drums and the piano, and everyone's dressed in like Christmas garb. It's tons of fun. Yeah. Um, but for me, the coolest part of it this year was that, you know, because my daughter is three now, she really is just, like, she gets, you know, she's getting things. Yeah. And, like, wants to participate. And so at one point, you know, we were singing, I don't know, jingle bells or something like that, and I, like, ran over to where she was sitting um, in the sanctuary, and I, like, went to, like, hold the mic up to her. And sometimes she gets, like, really nervous with that stuff, but she, like, put down her mask and immediately wanted to start singing into the microphone. Oh, that's great. And then... And then, like, all the kids started congregating up on the stage um, in the sanctuary. And I looked at her, and I was was like, sweetie, do you want to to go up on stage? And so she did, and she spent, like, the remaining, like, 45 minutes of the sing-along just dancing around on stage it was so cool because every time we would get to five golden rings in uh the 12 days of christmas i would look over at her up on stage and she would just have like her hands up in the air and she'd be like (laughs) waving them around and shaking them as like everyone's standing up going five golden rings um i have the video i'll I'll, I'll post it on our, our instagram it was just um it was so heartwarming for me and she was wearing this like cute little Almost sort of looked like Santa's coat, but it was a like a little like velvety red dress with like white Love cuffs that. on it. And Love that stuff. Oh my gosh. It was it was the best and it will it's remain like Christmas logged in. It's dreams are made of. Oh my gosh. It's like exactly what that Mark Richard song sings yes. about that I shared a few episodes ago. It's just like, you make me I'm
4: crying like a little baby. Um, <laughs> you made me believe again.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't sing that. It'll make you cry. Oh, um, but, yeah, that that's one thing I, I wanted to, to address. And I know there was one more thing you wanted to talk about in terms of toys, right? I
0: did. I wanted to, uh, you know, we talk about all of the great things about Christmas and, like, oh, man, we love, you know, hanging out with our kids and going to the shopping malls and putting up the lights. And that is a huge part of Christmas. But. It, it, it dawned on me that we should not forget that there are so many who are less fortunate, who probably are not listening to this because they don't have a way to listen to this. But you know right. that they're out there. And so if you can give back in any way during the holiday season, it's important. And just a few sort of charities to sort of highlight that I know are, are just great – Um, Obviously, there's Toys for Tots, which is at toysfortots.org. It's sponsored by the Marines, the U.S. Marines. Uh, They take toy donations. There's lots of boxes all over the country that you can find to give donations. Please give, you know, great, cool toys if you can uh, and think about those kids. Another place is St. Jude's. Obviously, it's Children's Mm. Hospital uh, in Memphis that... Uh, has a policy where no kids or their families pay anything for any of their care or housing or food. Uh, Give to St. Jude if you can. And something that I would recommend, if you can, if you can swing this, give a donation uh, to whether that be St. Jude, Toys for Tots, and and any of these amazing charities. But do something that is opposed to a one-time donation in December, which a lot of places get and they depend on. See if you can set up something to do. You know, I, I have something where I, I give to St. Jude's every month, it's like 20 bucks. It's not that much, but it's something that is throughout the year. Think about a lot of these uh, great charities. You know, they get a ton of donations in December when we're all feeling the spirit. But, you know, those kids that still need help and are unfortunate and are, are less fortunate than where we might be living. They're still feeling mm. that way in March and april and june and that's when people aren't necessarily feeling as much in the festive spirit so if you can give a donation that is a rolling donation throughout the year it's obviously super helpful for these these organizations so definitely check those out we just wanted to sort of point that out we know that a lot of you are probably aware of these but just to give you your uh yearly reminder to give to those great organizations if you can
2: I feel like you have your Santa hat on. I feel like you should have had like a little golden bell. Yes. Ringing, as you were mentioning. You know, I've never thought about it, but I would love
0: to be a Salvation Army uh, like Santa, like standing out in front of Macy's or something. I would
2: totally do that. I would love to do that. Oh, my gosh. We should do that next year um, when our show is sponsored by Macy's. uh, Yes. And we're recording in Herald Square. we'll do one episode where you and I go out on the street dressed as Santa Claus Yes. And we ring bells, and that'll be a real fun episode for an editor to try to figure out how to edit around all the bell ringing, <laughs> just and all the people shouting ringing profanities at us. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Like, get great. out of the way, yep, clown. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's get to our, uh, our list. Yes, this is. Uh, I'm so excited for this list because um, I feel like it's an opportunity for you and I to. You know, we had some lists where we had all these honorable mentions and songs or movies or. Whatever it was that we didn't get a chance to mention because they didn't get on our top 10 or or items that have sort of come to mind or we've discovered uh, since we started this show. I know that's a lot of what I have on my list today. And so we're calling this uh, Eric and Danny's top 10 Chris missed things about Christmas. Yes. Um, I may title it something different when it ends up on Apple and Spotify. But for right now, it's our top 10 Chris missed list. That actually totally. had a nice ring to it, didn't it? Chris missed
0: list. That's great. I love that. Ooh, with the jingle bells. <laughs> live sound effects. I love it. You know um, how yeah, I do. So these, are, I these are going to be all totally random things. Uh, I'm going to start off the list here with a craft. So my number 10 thing is a craft that you can do with Wait, your Wait, we didn't do
2: top 10 crafts. We didn't do
0: top 10 crafts, so I had to put it in somewhere. Oh, okay. Uh, now, I've right, not right. made this craft, but I've seen it, and it looks so fun. I'm going to explain it okay. to you. We will also post a link to this in the social so you can follow the exact thing, but I'll just explain essentially what you're making. This craft is to make giant DIY Christmas lights. Now, what you do okay. is you get a regular Christmas light uh, you know, string of lights, right? And then what you're going to do is you're going to get a green... Solo cup, you know, like the solo cups that you drink at a party, the plastic cups. Yeah, you either need to get a dark green one or you have to spray paint it green. You're going to get that okay. green cup. You're going to poke a little hole in the bottom of it. And you're going to put the actual Christmas light through the bottom right next. they're going to be small get... lights.
2: They have to be small lights, right? Yeah,
0: like a smaller light. You know, we're not talking okay. about big, huge lights. They're just regular kind of smaller lights. Uh, not, a that... not a right, C9, not a C9 light. And then you're going to okay. poke it through the bottom of this green solo cup. And then you're going to get a two-liter bottle of usually the best ones are probably going to be either a clear one or a green one, which would be like maybe a Mountain Dew or a 7-Up or Sprite or something like that. You're going to get that um, big two-liter bottle, and you're going to put a little bit of glue on the inside of the green Solo cup, and you're going to fit the bottle into the green Solo cup. And now, because there is a light and this big green thing, it looks like a giant... Christmas light. Think about it. Okay, i got to look the, this up. The solo cup is like the sort of plastic part that attaches to the cord, and then the two-liter is the light bulb. And then Whoa. what you do is you take um, uh, a pool noodle, and if you can get green ones, or if you can <laughs> spray paint them dark green, you get two pool noodles, you slice them down the middle, and then you twist them so they look like the, the wires of uh of christmas lights and then you can wrap a few of these around like a big tree and it looks like you have giant you know you know foot and a half tall christmas lights and it looks like a super Where did fun you craft learn
2: about this on pinterest Where did you learn about this pinterest oh my gosh yeah i'm trying to find it right now um because this sounds absolutely incredible i'm gonna email it cool. to you right
0: now i'm gonna email it to you right oh now my
2: gosh and i have to I, find it what if you don't drink soda when you're going to have to go have buy to, some guess, soda
0: and pour it go Buy a bunch of soda and just dump it out.
2: <laughs> where did I find where did I This is this thing that's here. a really cool idea. Oh, here it is. Now, now Eric, you into. said something earlier in this episode when we were setting this up about how like it might be like things that we didn't get a chance to discuss on the show and I'm wondering if you and I went different directions with our list today. I don't like, know. Like for you, are you are you were you more into like topics that we never discussed or were mm. you more into things that you didn't get to include on prior lists
0: both both things okay
2: okay yeah. okay just wanted to clarify yeah so i was like this might we might have like very different lists which i think <laughs> we're gonna have anyway but yes like if you're like i'm gonna talk about a craft i was like oh crap here we go any, i don't have any crafts on mine <laughs> what do you got for number 10 though uh, number 10 for me is going to be, uh, what was this? A couple episodes ago, we did our top five Santas. Yes. Um, and as of the time that we recorded that episode, I had not seen the movie yet that this Santa is featured in. Mm. And so for me, I'm going to go with a Santa. And that Santa is Claus from the movie Claus. Claus. Uh, and, and, is, and is played by J.K. Simmons. You know, J.K. Simmons. Yes, I do. He's in the, uh, what, the uh, Farmer's Insurance commercials. He's got a yep. great voice. Um, With Lash. This clause. yes, this clause is, it, it honestly, next to, uh, you know, Miracle on 34th Street, the Chris Kringle in, in that film, this might be my new number two favorite Santa Claus. Wow. Um, Big statement. He is, I mean, he is so nuanced as a character and the journey that you get to go on um, when you meet him in the framework of the film and you learn his backstory and why why he made toys to begin with and why he never shared the toys with anyone and then how he eventually gets to share the toys and then eventually how he becomes known as Santa Claus and how this tradition starts and the story of Santa Claus oh man um, Eric, you've got to watch this film it is I'm so excited. good. And Maybe tonight. his character is, he's so larger than life. He's so big. He feels so, so strong, but also so soft and caring and, and heartwarming and, and real. He feels just like a real human being that then through this series of circumstances becomes this legend who right. lives on forever. Um, and J.K. Simmons does such a fantastic job as the voice actor uh, in this film. I, I think we should play a little clip sure. um, from, from the movie Claus. So let's hear uh, J.K. Simmons right now as Claus in the movie Claus. We're doing it! Let's go! I am J.K. Simmons and I play Klaus in Klaus. Uh oh, spoiler. That was a spoiler. <laughs>
4: Most people don't think of Santa Claus as a grumpy hermit. When we first meet him, Klaus is not a happy fellow.
5: Um, Hello, (laughs) Jesper Johansson, postman.
2: I was a mall Santa when I was like 25. Whoa. Wasn't big enough or old enough or (laughs) nice enough. (laughs) A true selfless act always sparks another kindness is contagious is a beautiful phrase and i think klaus expresses it in a really lovely way
3: you guys are not gonna believe what i saw
4: a flying sleigh pulled by
6: magical reindeer wait 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 time out really that's how you laugh
0: I love that. That's great. You know, I think that uh I'm gonna watch that with the family tonight. Did I tell you the other night when I said I was gonna I got inspired by you to watch Muppet Christmas Carol and then I fell asleep about two minutes into What? It. I was just so tired. Did you really? It was I had a long day <laughs> and I was like, guys, we're watching oh Muppet gosh. Christmas Carol. I hadn't even made it to the part of like the yeah, da, 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 da. I was like <laughs> I was asleep. I was What time well what time was it? Well we probably started watching it like
2: eight. So is you know Wait a second. Way woe wee woe wee woe. Yeah. Do you remember a few episodes yes. ago you started giving me a hard time for the fact that I didn't want to stay up and watch a show until ten o'clock. Yes. And now you, on the other yes. hand, at eight o'clock was asleep. Are falling asleep on the couch. And also, might I add, when that woman came to your house and was asking about the Christmas mm-hmm. lights, you didn't seem to be too thrilled about the way that she was engaging you about your Christmas lights. So
1: Who so is maybe the curmudgeon? You, <laughs> well who no
2: is really Clint Eastwood Here, in This, this is situation. the thing though.
0: I normally stay up until about one A. M. every day. But occasionally that catches okay. up with uh, me and I have a day that I have to fall asleep at seven thirty PM because <laughs> I'm tired.
2: Okay. Fair
0: enough. But yes, Fair but enough. Yes.
2: I, I can appreciate yes. that. Okay. Alright, I just wanted to clarify and and it's the same for me. I, I'm a night owl as well. I love staying up late. I love watching movies or you know getting caught up on sports late at night as well but then you have a kid and then you have two kids and gotta go forget see, about yeah. it um so so are you gonna go back and and watch Muppet Christmas Carol I will again? watch
0: Muppet Christmas Carol again because I did not get to truly enjoy it this season and I will watch Claus uh at some point this week better maybe tonight though I love it um okay so we're to my number nine this is a good one this is a song that I did not include on okay. my list Um, I'm going to preface this by saying that uh, you know, Danny and I have both talked about the fact that we uh, are are Christian and and believe, uh, but there are, we know that there are people who may be listening to this who are don't see Christmas as much about the religious holiday and see it more just as a festive holiday of getting together with loved ones, and that's that's fine too. You do you, you know. Um, but this song, if you fall into that second category, this is a song for you, especially if you've never heard it before. Uh, the song is by a gentleman named Tim Minchin. Do you know who Tim Minchin is?
2: Yes, he wrote uh, Matilda.
0: He wrote Matilda, yes, and he also wrote the music to Groundhog Day, the musical. But I think most uh, notably, he is like a very famous comedian from Australia. Uh, And he does stand-up comedy, but he also does a lot of musical comedy where he writes funny songs and stuff. And he wrote one song that is not necessarily funny, but is more uh, actually kind of touching. Uh, And that song is called White Wine in the Sun by Tim Minchin. Mm. Uh, We are going to play a little clip of it here and then we'll talk about it on the other side.
6: I really like Christmas It's sentimental, I know But I just really like it I am hardly religious rather break bread with Dawkins than Desmond, too, too, to be honest. And yes, I have all of the usual objections to consumerism, to the commercialization of an ancient religion, to the westernization of a dead Palestinian press ganged into selling playstations and beer. But I still really like it I'm looking forward to Christmas Though I'm not expecting A visit from Jesus I'll be seeing my dad sisters, my gran and my mum They'll be drinking white wine in the sun I'll be seeing my dad my brother and sisters my gran and my mum They'll be drinking white wine in the sun
0: So the song continues on from that point and it's it's super touching and he eventually talks about his own child and he says to his daughter he says mm. you know you're going to go out into the world and you're going to have your own adventures and at some point you may be you may be 9000 miles away from home but just know that you'll always have me your brothers sisters and your mom and we will be the people mm. that will make you feel safe in the world it's very touching oh my gosh you talk about like hashtag sad christmas it, it's great if you it's yeah. great if you want a good cry um and uh, i just think it's such a, a a great sort of grabbing of the moment of what this season is all about that it is about being with our loved yeah. ones and knowing that they are That family is forever and that, you know, these things are important. And so, yeah, it's a song that I think a lot of people don't know about. So I wanted to bring it up. White Wine in the Sun
2: by Tim Minchin. I definitely had never heard that song before. And he just has this incredible ability to balance um, like comedy with just uh, really heartwarming moments in in matilda there's one song that always comes to mind for me and that's when i grow up great um oh my gosh that that scene just wrecks me yeah you know like when it starts with like the little kids on the swing and then all of a sudden they're like big kids Mm -hmm. on the swing set together oh my gosh um it makes you think of just your own life but it makes you think of like your child's Mm -hmm. life and and how we're always in this rush to like grow up and not be afraid of monsters anymore and to be able to go out into the world but like youth is like it's so beautiful um anyway uh <laughs> why are we why are we so hashtag sad christmas on this episode today I, my it's my fault it must be because we're getting towards the yeah, end and we're uh, like super emotional about yes. you know uh the end of one season and the beginning of another but anyway I, i'm so glad you shared that song because i'd never heard it before and i love i love tim mentions work yeah. So. So thank you. Um, number nine for me, lucky number nine, uh, as I always say, is a song as well. Great. Uh, and it's a song from an artist that you and I both love massively. Mm-hmm. And it was a song that I so wanted to include on on my top ten. And I'm so glad that we're doing this Christmas list because now I get a chance to shout it out. Uh, and that song is by Frank Sinatra. And the song is The Christmas Waltz. Oh, that is a good one. Um, I heard that on the radio I, yesterday. It's so good. It's, it's such a good song, and I love the... Li- like, I'll, I'll highlight the lyrics I love, and I'm sure we'll play a little clip here, is um, when he says, it's that time of year when the world falls in love. Yeah. Every song you hear seems to say, Merry Christmas. Ew. May your New Year dreams come true, and this song of mine in three quarters time. And you know me. like I love when songwriters find creative ways to create rhyme that still yeah, works yeah. within the framework of the song yeah. like that it's a waltz and waltzes are in three-quarter time yeah. and he's talking about this song it's just I I think it's brilliant I think it's just such a it's a beautiful song I also love how it opens up with the Merry Christmas Merry Christmas may your every New year dream come true and then Frosted. Oh, yeah, it's, just like, it's so. Let's, you can see let's it, play right? A like, clip. You can see it's so good. It. Let's just listen to it because Sinatra is so much better than me. It's so good.
4: Frosted window panes, candles gleaming inside, painted candy canes on the tree. Santa's on. His way, he's filled his sleigh with things, things for you and for me. It's that time of year when the world falls in love, every song you hear seems to say. Merry Christmas, may your New Year dreams come true, and this song of mine in three-quarter time wishes you and yours the same thing too.
0: Oh my gosh. He's I mean, he's the best for a reason. Yeah, he I mean, timeless. I could do timeless a a bajillion hours talking about Sinatra, but it's the depth of his voice and the gravelliness. And you can hear the uh, the importance of what he's saying, but it also feels Mm. light. And he somehow combines that rich baritone. With also being so light and fluffy to your ear, I mean he's he's the greatest, <laughs> and we both have obviously uh, gushed on him quite a bit. So that is a great choice. Oh my god! Because it is not a song that necessarily jumps to like a top ten list. I think because it's not necessarily big and flashy. Right. But you're totally right. It's a great one.
2: That's a really good Christmas uh, list. Yeah, item. I've heard. I've heard that he um I've heard sort of conflicting reports on this but I've heard that he his like sort of inspiration musical inspiration for his voice was like the clarinet um and the way that it sort of like is able to like sort of sweep around but I've also heard that it was a trombone I've heard I've it's a trombone I've heard both
0: I've heard that it was uh yeah. Harry James was the first uh band leader that he sang with uh and Harry Harry right. James played the trombone and he um he said that he, sorry, you know what? I, I'm i going back. Tommy Dorsey played the trombone. Harry James played the trumpet. Uh, and it may be more hmm. than Tommy Dorsey. You're right. I'm, 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 I'm... Retracting that it is Tommy Dorsey Who was the second band leader that he worked with Tommy Dorsey uh, right. Which is sort of the famous story from The Godfather when he's like in a band contract That he can't get out so he can do the movie uh, Is based on his relationship With Tommy Dorsey but Tommy Dorsey played The trombone and Sinatra Said that he tried yes. to bend around The notes in a sort of way of Like hugging the notes in the way that a trombone Sounds um, but you're right
2: that's a, That's a great great little factoid there I'm actually I'm actually reading it, I'm reading an article about it right now where it says, um and this is cause I always thought it was trombone, but then somebody who was like a musical person that I really, really mm-hmm. trust, who has worked with very big names and worked with Quincy Jones, who sure. was a close Sinatra, friend yeah. of, of Sinatra's his 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 band director. Um he had said clarinet and I was like, Are you sure? But I didn't want to question him because yeah. he's just like a legend. Um, but this article that I'm reading right now says Sinatra made a point of studying Tommy Dorsey's trombone playing as a means of cultivating a more free flowing, um, vocal style. He noticed that Dorsey used a small air hole at the side of his mouth to sneak breaths when playing. Yep. And I guess Sinatra would employ a similar, uh, technique so he could hold notes for longer durations. This is true. This is true. That's wild. How do you do How do you breathe? It's called circular
0: breathing. Wow. It it has a a, a title. It's called circular breathing. It's extremely hard to do. I tried to learn it when I was playing saxophone when I was in high school. And it is extremely hard to do. You're breathing in your nose while you're blowing out of your mouth at the same
2: time. It's very hard to do. Um, I think Conan O'Brien's trumpet player is able to do that because I went to a taping of the show once and they do this thing like to warm up the crowd and the trumpet player would hold a note for insanely long two yeah. minutes. And like, everyone's like, hold that note. <laughs> and he's like, and you're like, hold that note. And you're like, how in the world did you yeah, just yeah. do that? Um, that's I incredible. That. I, I cannot do circulatory <laughs> just for the record. But anyway, the Christmas waltz by Frank Sinatra is, is my number nine uh, on our Christmas list. What do you, what do you got a number? The eight, number correct? eight. I just have a thing. A general Christmas thing that we a didn't thing.
0: talk about that I just love, and that is the Coca-Cola Santa. I love oh. I loved Santas, but I especially love those sort of 1940s, 1950s Coca-Cola painted Santas. I love them, and I was doing a little yes. bit of research about them. And I found out some interesting uh, factoids, and I'm going to read them to you right now. It says, before Coca-Cola decided to use his image for advertising, Santa's looks tended to be more spooky than jolly. But then in 1931, the beverage company hired an illustrator named Haddon Sundblom to depict the jolly old elf for magazine ads. And now kids see visions of sugar plums instead of having Santa-themed nightmares. So we owe a a great deal of debt to... Uh, the Coca-Cola company for taking Santa out of the sort of spooky world and making uh, him have sort of the round belly and the joyful kind of rosy cheeks. Um, And so I I just, uh, I love that. And I just, I have a couple of t-shirts that have the sort of like Coca-Cola Santas on them. I just, I love that. Just feels so nostalgic to me. And we don't really have a clip to play or anything, but just uh, imagine if you will, a a Coca-Cola Santa uh, as you're listening to us now.
2: I, I feel like that could have appeared on your your top santa list it could have but we only did five so I, it was hard right but what i'm saying is like i'm when i put my list together what i was thinking was was all the themes that we've done so far and items that i didn't put on those short sure. lists that was my that was sure. my approach so like as i go through my list like i'll be like this was a tv special this was a thing to do and i almost feel like yours there is is a santa that could have if it could we've have done yeah. maybe top ten, maybe it would have cracked the I list. Think it would have, yes. I, I would knows? agree. Either way, great selection. Uh, I give it a ho ho ho. Not a and I'm mailing a letter to him in, in Canada. Hoo, hoo. <laughs> I listened back to that last night. It oh, had me made me laugh. Uh, it's also making me think of you're talking about how Santa was spooky. That reminds me of the song um, in uh, Deck was it Deck the Halls, where they talk about um, uh, scary ghost stories. Oh, yeah. Uh, tales of the Glories. or oh, what, what song is that? Um, um, there'll be ghost scary story, ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmas is long, long ago. The it's most, the most wonderful, wonderful time, time of the year. Of the yeah. year. What, what is that why, about? I've never shared a scary ghost story on yeah, Christmas. Have I have
0: not. I wonder why that lyric is in there. We have to do a deep dive, and we'll Eric come back Harry.
2: next are episode. You, are you wanting me to no, this right no, now? no, 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 you... no? We
0: have a long list. We can't. <laughs> we have to stay That's on true, task man. here. <laughs> we're already
2: a, we're already an hour in. Oh man! Somebody messaged us the other day on Facebook saying, um, "I would be totally fine if you recorded seven hour episodes." <laughs> is what somebody said to us. And I was like, "Well, be careful what yeah. you wish for, because our finale Don't is coming. Started and guaranteeing it's not going to be get short. Us I know, right? Don't even get us started." Um, it reminded me of yes. Molly Shannon. Uh, anyway. Okay. So number, where are we at? Number, number eight. eight for you. So number yeah. eight for me is a is a, is a TV special. Sure. Um, I don't know if it ever aired on TV, but I know it's a sh- it's shorter. So it's about 22 minutes. It was it was never in the theaters. Um, it might have been made specifically for Disney Plus, or it might have been like a straight to Blu-ray sort of situation. Um, but the name of this special is Prep and Landing. Oh, so good. Um, I don't know if you. It's so good. I love good. that. It's so, so good. I had never watched it. Like, I think I watched a couple minutes of it last Christmas. Trying to get my my daughter to watch it. And she was so, like, you know, like, laser focused on Toy Story at that point in time that anything that wasn't Woody and Buzz, forget about it. Um, And if you're a parent, you know, like, it's not even worth having an argument. Um, But this year, I put it on, and she became obsessed with it. And because she's obsessed with it, I've watched it a ton. Sure and it is so smart yeah. it is so funny um the the character wayne is absolutely hysterical and <laughs> this idea of like an elf you know in this like elf crew that takes this like mythical um reindeer named yeah. thrasher who like is like faster than like the speed of sound and delivers, drops all these elves off at the houses that santa is going to be going to and they sort of prep for his landing yeah. there and they have these, like, devices. They have a nice utility belt where they go around. They put and out the fire. If there's any creatures so stirring. Santa doesn't get burned coming yeah. down the fire. They
0: make sure the cookies are set up right. They make sure there's room under the tree for the, the presents.
2: And oh if not, gosh. they trim the
0: tree a little bit. It's so good.
2: It's so perfect. And, like, when, like, a dog comes, they've got these, like, exploding <laughs> yeah. ornaments to, like, put the dog to sleep. Not, like, the dog to sleep, but, like. The dog takes a nap. Yes. Um is what I should say. And then they like they hang the stockings with care. Like they, they spray that little like magical juice yeah. or whatever into the into the stockings. And then like sort of Wayne's story within it is really funny because he thinks he's gonna get promoted. He doesn't, and then he gets like a big chip on his shoulder towards Santa and the idea of Christmas, and then he sort of goes on this journey of realizing what christmas is all about and, and falls back in love with with his job as a member of the prep and landing team so um let, let's take a little listen to uh to that disney uh, special prep and landing
0: Open. Reindeer ready to roll. We are go for launch.
5: Dash away.
4: Before the big guy takes off.
5: He
0: gets a little help from his friends. I'm part of Prep and Landing, an elite unit of elves getting houses ready for the big guy's arrival. Our mission statement, get in, get out, never be noticed. This holiday.
5: 364 days of preparation, one night of perfect execution. (gasps) Sorry.
4: The Figgy Pudding
5: Figgy Pudding
4: Hits the fan
0: But no one does stealth Keep it together, dancer!
4: Like an elf Disney presents its first animated television special made exclusively
0: for ABC
3: I'm alive!
0: Frostbite Trap and landing How are we gonna make it through all this snow? Laughing all the way, my friend. Laughing all the way. Coming soon to ABC. Oh man, that's so funny! I love that. And Rob Riggle I, is so funny in that as the sort of like, oh yeah, man, this is what we're gonna do. That kind of guy. Uh, yeah, he's so funny. <laughs> yes, exactly. The characters are so great. I,
2: now you're making me wonder who plays Wayne. And I can tell you, games. I didn't. His I didn't name. Look up. Oh, uh, you know? His
0: name is going to be what is his name? He was on news radio. He's a Canadian. He was in Kids in the Hall. Okay. Uh, he. Uh, Dave, Dave Foley. Foley,
2: that's who it is. Dave Foley. I don't even I don't know if I even recognize this guy. You do. You you'd recognize him. Oh wait, stuff. I kind of yeah. recognize him. I kind of yeah. recognize him. Yeah. Okay. That's but good. It, but like when you look at the cast like it's not a bunch of like big no, you no. Know, famous famous names. Um, I mean obviously you got Rob Riggle in there and Chris yeah. Parnell. Um is involved as well, but it's, it's so, it's so funny. It's so well animated. It's really, really cute. Um, and it's a really fun take on the world of, of Santa and, and, and a great special. So, um, if that's why I if it your it. kids
0: are like, Hey, can we watch one more thing before bed? It's like 20 minutes long.
2: You watch it and then put them to bed. Yeah. And if they like it, uh, take it from me. They will watch it over and over, <laughs> and, over and over again. Is
0: there, is there a prep and landing too?
2: I feel like there might be. There's a prep and landing called, uh, it was called Secret Santa. Um, they did that one. They also did one called uh, Naughty vs. Nice. Okay, so there is more than one, um, yeah. Yes, I think the one that I watched, I thought it was came out more recently, but it looks like it came out in, in 2009. Yeah, it's been out for a while. Is when this, this original yeah. one. I thought this was more recent, but I think it's the, um, there's one called Operation uh, Secret Santa. That one came out, maybe that one came out. That had to have come out more sure. recently, I would guess um i'm trying to google as we go here to keep the show sure. moving along um yeah that well that one came out in 2010 so apparently these came out a while yeah. ago yeah, um, yeah yeah anyway you you need to get into it is is the moral of the story definitely all right we
0: are to my number seven here number seven i'm going uh with a whole album of music uh because it's impossible to pick Ooh. just one uh and this is one that like is not going to be number one on my list of christmas music but to omit it, I feel is is not right of us. We've we've really, you know, okay. in the same way that uh, it was hard. We only listed like one Michael Bublé song when we did Modern Christmas, and that was kind of unfair. Like Bublé is the king of modern Christmas music. So, but this is one right. Who, that would not have been in our, our modern Christmas list, because this would be pre-2000s. Uh, but it also, like, neither of us mentioned it, and to do that, I think, is is not fair. This is going to be the Carpenter's Christmas album, which I feel like is oh. just is a classic. And if you were born in the 80s, like Danny and I were, like you listen to this i guarantee you that your parents had this and it was playing in the house probably a vinyl um there's so many great songs on it i'm gonna pick there's no place like home for the holidays uh but there are there's so many just to play a clip but you know the carpenters let's let's play a little clip of there's no place like home for the holidays by the carpenters
3: no place like home for the holidays. the holidays. For no matter how far away you roam, when you long for the sunshine of a friendly gaze, for the holidays you can't beat home, sweetheart. sweet home. I met a man who lives in Tennessee. Pennsylvania and some homemade pumpkin pie. From Pennsylvania, folks are traveling down to Dixie sunny shore. From Atlantic to Pacific, gee, the traffic is terrific. Oh, there's no.
0: Place oh my gosh. Like I mean, we could listen for, for <laughs> an hour and a half here. It, I have such a
2: big smile on my face. Me right too. Now.
0: It, like, it's, again, it's not uh. like the first thing I would think of as being like the Carpenters, but it is so, it really makes me feel like I'm a kid again at my home. It came out in 1978. Yeah. Uh, I love the, the cover of the album is the sort of like Norman Rockwell looking... You know, kind of yes. vibe of like Santa painting a portrait of, of the Carpenters. It's just so good and so lovely and really like, you know, we talk a lot about nostalgia on this show. But it really feels so nostalgic and so just warm and happy and, and cozy and exactly what I want to think about in the holidays. So if you don't have the Carpenters Christmas ah, album so in good. your list of your Christmas playlist, you got to add
2: it because it's just the best. You got to get it. Get it on Spotify totally. right now. Get it on Amazon Music, wherever wherever you listen. It, honestly, I I wanted to include a song from that album on my list, but there were other songs. I was like, how do I leave these right. off? So I'm so glad that you included the whole album because my mom was recently giving me a hard time about it. She goes, I love how you said like, you know, you love it, but yet you didn't include like any songs right. from it on your list. And and she's totally right. Um, but she's also not sitting in this hot seat with so much pressure, so much like pressure. trying to think of like these there's so much pressure um and we just can't include everything but another song i want to shout out from that album is merry christmas darling oh yeah merry christmas darling oh that's a good Girl one party, it's true that's oh. a good one oh god i can just hear her i mean she almost feels like the original sort of like uh female voice of, of the christmas yeah. right totally. like before mariah carey oh, yeah. like hearing karen carpenter sing christmas music is just so pop. lovely it makes my heart happy um, great choice, Eric. Um, all right, so number seven for me mm-hmm. is a um, would have been on our things to do okay. at Christmas list, and that is something that I couldn't possibly have put on the list at that time because I feel like it was too fresh. Okay. And um, but it is it is definitely something that has come to mean a ton to me at the holiday season, and that is um, to do the Christmas countdown show. Oh, um, we made the list. That has quickly become we made the list i told my wife about this last night she goes you can't include that on your list <laughs> i was like what Why do you that? mean i can't include this on my list i said she goes well it's not done yet i said it doesn't it doesn't matter like it has become one of my favorite things right now about like christmas like when i think of things to do in christmas 2021 and hopefully yeah. many christmases to come it's getting to hang out with one of my good buddies eric and talk about one of the things that I love the most Christmas and to get to interact with so many people from all corners of the yeah. world that are Christmas obsessed like us like this show as we shared earlier has just come to mean so so much to me it has brought so much joy into my life and and I'm grateful for it so it will it is now and for many years to come will be one of my favorite things to do at Christmas time will be to think of creative ideas and lists and and talk about Christmas with Eric, I love and that. to produce the Christmas Countdown show. So, anyway, I, I um, love that. I think that is hashtag hashtag uh, Danny. Yes, Hall.
0: that is good. But we weren't number one. <laughs> Come on.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, you got to hear the rest of my list. You know, it's and it's too fresh. That's it's, true. That is. That is true. a little That's fresh. True. I felt like it'd be really self-serving of us. So and number one is me. <laughs> is is the show that I my get to host. My favorite part of
0: Christmas is myself.
2: It reminds me of, um, I produced a show years ago for History Channel called Milwaukee Blacksmith. And I don't know if they listen to the show. So Kent, uh, Shannon, if you're listening, um, I had a great time working (laughs) with you all, um, but we did this one episode where, because they're like old school, like blacksmiths, and they did these like incredible builds. Like we did a six foot tall Death Star fire Whoa. pit made out cool. of steel. Um, we did like this huge like floating beer tap that we installed up by the old Paps Brewery that was like 18 feet foot tall. And it looked like it was just suspended in midair because we, we hid like the anchor uh, pole inside like a logger cool. flow coming out of the Out of the beer tap but one of the builds we did uh, was for this guy who was like a huge collector of indian motorcycles Mm -hmm. um the the company indian and we did a like a steel bar for him and when we did like the big reveal you know we wanted to have like a big wrap-up moment like we always do at the end of these like build shows where like we get like the big pull away and all that sort of stuff and so we're like okay you know kent why don't you get in there and like you know since you're around a bar like raise a toast you know and so kent goes to Milwaukee blacksmith. Um, and so we're like, Kent, you realize by raising that toast, you were basically like saying to, to me, <laughs> um, yeah. like, why wouldn't you toast to the guy who paid you to right. build
1: this That's thing? Uh,
2: as he was there. And it was like this huge gathering of all these like motorcycle guys in the middle of this, like, huge, right. you know, uh, warehouse this guy had. So it was, anyway, whenever I think of like people raising a toast, I always think to <laughs> me. Um, just... That's good. That's anyway, good. um, A little anecdote for you all there let's keep it all right we're moving along along, so
0: this is what is this number six for me
2: number six six. six. okay this
0: is I guess we could have put this technically on our movies list but it's not a movie that I've seen it's more an event that happened and there's a movie about it that I want to see but the event itself is (laughs) something that I think is cool (laughs) and wanted to talk about um so all right the event is called the Christmas truce do you know about the Christmas truce no. The Christmas Tell truce. More, please. Took place during World War One between British and German soldiers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, yeah, yeah. was yeah. this truce, this sort of unspoken truce that happened in the middle of World War One. They were they were only about five months into the war. Obviously, world all wars are terrible. World War One was just horrific with trench warfare and like yep. mustard gas and bayonets. I mean, it really was a terrible, terrible war. And uh, on on Christmas Eve of the year 1914, the German and the British soldiers just kind of decided to stop shooting at each other. And they got up out of their trenches and they came to the middle of what was called no man's land and they shook hands and they had coffee and tea and food together Mm. and they sang Christmas carols. And then they sadly went back to their trenches the next day and the war resumed. But it was like this beautiful moment that happened. Um, And there's a movie. I think there's a couple movies about it. There's one called The Christmas Truce. But the one that I I wanted to see is called Joy Noel. I don't know if it's in French, maybe. It's spelled J-O-Y-E-U-X Noel, Uh, N-O-E-L, which is all about that that moment in of the christmas truce uh so i i i saw it on a list of uh you know great christmas movies and it's not something that i've seen but i want to see And and i knew about the event of the the christmas truce happening uh so it, it was just something that i thought was cool and I, I wanted to bring up in case people had not heard of and recommend the movie even though i haven't yes. seen it
2: i that's so great that you brought that up i feel like i saw that in a world war one movie mm. or maybe it's a tv show um i'm trying to think of which one like i can picture it in in a film yeah. where they're like getting out of the trenches and like r- walking towards each other and then they like sing christmas yeah. carols together oh my gosh oh man i can't think of it right now I, i'm was it war horse i never saw war horse maybe war horse i don't i don't know I, I don't know. Anyway, I'll, I'll do a deep dive into that. I've got a lot of yes, deep dives do. to do um, <laughs> over the next yes. like, week. But I'm so glad you brought you brought that up. That that's such a great one. And you know, it. What I realized about doing this Christmas list is, as we were sort of getting into our show and we were coming up with all of these themes, I started to get a little worried about, like, oh my gosh, are we going to have enough themes to carry us through an entire season? And furthermore, how would we do a second season of this show where we've touched on? You know, all right. of these like the first themes that come to mind. But that's what's been so fun about this is that through our conversations, we're learning about all these different things we can dive into. And then all of our incredible listeners are, sending stuff in, are yeah. reaching out to us and saying like, hey, you should do like top five scrooges. Yeah. You should do top five this or whatever it might be. So, so if you have ideas for theme lists for us to do for season two please keep them send them in uh, via our DMS on Instagram at Christmas countdown show. Um, We, we want them, we need them and we will use them. Um, That's a great one. Okay. Uh, Moving along to my number six, this is going to be a song. Okay. And honestly, after, after we recorded our top 10 Christmas songs episode, which was like our first countdown we ever did. um, I think it was the next day. This song came on the radio or on like a shuffle playlist And I was like, oh my gosh, Danny, what have you done? (laughs) How in the world did you not think of this song? And and I'm sure that's what a lot of our listeners have thought listening to our shows, like how did you forget about this movie or how did you forget about this song? And it is not easy to come up with 10 (laughs) Um, and to narrow it down when you're talking about hundreds if not thousands of songs that you're trying to like remember in your mind. but, But this song specifically came on the day after we recorded that episode or released that episode And it is White Christmas, but the version by The Drifters. Um,
3: It's the version
2: that, of course, you all know it from my favorite Christmas movie of all time, Home Alone. It is the song that comes on when Kevin decides, you know what, I'm here home alone. I'm going to make the most of this. And he's, he's out of the shower and he's like combing his hair and then he puts the brute you know aftershave yep. on his hands claps it together and goes ah!
1: um
2: it's such a great song i love doo-wop music yes me too so much it's definitely one of my favorite styles of music yeah. ever like i always say I, I was born in the wrong decade like i should have lived in the 40s and 50s like i would have been one of those guys on the street like, corner on yeah. the street <laughs> corner like in a, in a in like a white t-shirt with like i wouldn't have smoked but like I would've had something rolled in like my sleeves and i would been like Boom Doom 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 Boom Hey Daddy Boy. You know, like that would have I, I would have loved to I love the cars. I love the music. Yes. Um I love you know, obviously there was a lot wrong with our world, especially here in the United States in the fifties and you know. Um, but I just I love the music and the movies and the cars that came out of that yeah. era and do wop music just holds this very special place in my heart and I love the juxtaposition between, like, the deep bass voice and then, the, yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I, I, I love that so much. Um, so let's, let's take a little listen to uh, White Christmas by The Drifters.
3: <laughs>
4: I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just like the ones I used to know, where those streets <laughs> up listen and children listen to hear <laughs> sleigh bells in the snow, the snow. Till so then I, I, I am dreaming of a white Christmas. With every Christmas card I write May your days, may your days, may your days Be merry and bright And may all no
0: Christmas is been white Great choice. Yes, it is. You're, you're so right? right that there are a lot of like, things that are staples that we did not include. And it's hard, as you said, it's hard to get down to these top ten lists. It's hard. There's so many great it? ones. It's... But that is I that know. is a classic. You're right. That was a good one that sadly we Chris missed. So now it now it's in the now it's in the <laughs> canon. It's in the catalog.
2: Would you argue that like you know there's genres like sure. punk and rock and R and B. Would you argue I think I would, that the genre of doo-wop might be the coolest title oh, yeah. for a genre totally. of music. Doo wop. Do wah. Do I don't know. Bop, it's just like bop, nothing bop. else like has that like hey yo totally. sort of feel totally. about it,
0: you know? I love anyway. that. That was a great choice. Great choice. Um Thank all you. right, we're into the top five here. Top five number five for me. Oh my god. I'm gosh. excited about this one. Ooh, I love talking about this thing. Um Okay. <laughs> it's it not a food. I would talk I would call this a Christmas special. Um And I'm sort of shocked that I didn't include it because it's so good. I guess maybe because it's, like you said, it's a little bit fresher in my mind. Um, But, okay, Okay. there is a company of actors called the Mischief Theater Company. They're a uh, group of about uh, probably seven or eight actors um, who are based in England, in in the UK. And they came up with a show uh, that was eventually on Broadway called The Play That Goes Wrong. Play That Goes yes. Wrong is probably one yes. of the funniest things I've ever seen on a stage. I had actually seen this group of players. Um, they did a short version of The Play That Goes Wrong for a Queens uh, like comedy festival in like 2005 or something. And I'd seen it on YouTube, and I was okay. like, oh my gosh, that is hilarious. They eventually stretched that into a full two-hour show and... And then they've made many other shows always of this same iteration of Goes Wrong. Like they have Peter Pan Goes Wrong and A Bank Robbery Goes Wrong. Um, And then they even have a show that you can watch on Amazon Prime if you get the Broadway HD channel uh, that is a Goes Wrong show where they do a weekly performance of a different genre you know they do like a detective story they do a lawyer story they do a american like family drama story they do all these different things but the the overarching thing of the whole time is that they play these characters are that are the corn the cornley uh, uh, community players so they all pretend like they're terrible community <laughs> yes. theater actors and one guy always yes. forgets his li- his lines one girl always is getting knocked out one guy thinks he's the greatest actor and always tries to take over one guy loves when the audience laughs and he always is like oh they're laughing at me and he kind of breaks character they're so charming and so funny yes. anything that you see by them I highly recommend, but they have two Christmas specials, but if you just search, A Christmas Carol Goes Wrong was their first one, and it is spectacular, it is so funny, the jokes are so silly, and so lovely, and lovable, Uh, they're just, if you like the show, um, uh, noises off. Where like things go wrong, then yes. you will love this stuff. It's all of that same world. Uh, let's play a tiny little clip from "Christmas Carol Goes Wrong." I don't know how much you'll be able to understand from this because it does sort of take. Uh, <laughs> just know that things are going wrong, and and everyone is not saying the right lines, and and you know a, a, there's lots of hijinks that are happening. But here's a little clip of "Christmas Carol Goes Wrong" by Mischief Theatre Company. <laughs>
3: Ding dong, merrily the sky.
6: <laughs> oh, nice. Now, uh, everyone, we must search for the plumpest goose we can find. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way.
1: Well, what is to
3: Ah, no goose, then.
6: <laughs> but farewell, Bob Cratchit. If this is what you desire most, then it is what you shall have. For everyone at Christmas loves goujons. <laughs> hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. Sorry, would you mind if we went ahead of.
3: Yes, <laughs> I did mind.
6: <laughs> Greetings, good fellow. Jingle
5: Bill. Give us the Snickers. Take one yourself.
1: What? Take one yourself!
6: Now, okay. Okay. everyone, we shall return to Bob Cratchit's house and present him with the finest Christmas feast he's had in all his life. <laughs> <laughs> festive greeting oh, okay. <laughs>
0: it's so good it's so funny and uh, trust me it is well worth the the you know sitting down for an hour and watching it uh, i believe that it's on youtube and it's probably an illegal version but you can probably check it out there um or uh you if you go on amazon prime and you get the broadway hd like add-on channel it's definitely under that as well um so definitely look for the goes wrong show specifically the Christmas Carol Goes Wrong, uh, and you will—my kids <laughs> love watching these specials with me and my wife. We we just laugh
2: so hard at it, so definitely check that out. Uh, I will be checking that out tonight—well, actually, no, I'm going to a concert at Disney Concert Hall tonight. But uh, tomorrow night I will watch it because I love them so much. I saw that production of uh, A Play Goes Wrong— on um on Broadway. I think I went and saw it four times or five so times good. just because it was so so well done. It's like the moment you walk into the theater, the show starts, which I just have so much respect for performers who are not, not like I don't perform until it right. <laughs> right, right. comes up. Like because you're just you've walked into this whole experience and they're walking down the aisles and the sound guy's up in the box and he's trying to figure things out and there's things going wrong with like planks on the stage flying up. And, and they, they, it's print just, it, it's they printed we, all
0: their programs like just a little bit off center so that the words like don't.
2: Or no, they're upside, or they're upside down. down or oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It spills off the <laughs> yeah, end of the like playbill. It was poorly that's right. printed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, one of the guys who I think is a – I don't know if he's a founding member of uh, Mischief Theater. Uh, my gosh, I'm totally blanking on his name right now. Maybe you know his name. Maybe you I don't. I don't know any maybe of I their names. Searching. But the people that are in it are the people um, oh that watch. it. Okay. Um, his name is – oh, Henry yes, Lewis. he's the biggest guy. Henry Lewis is his yeah. name. He played – yes, the guy with the yeah. beard. He came on the – the broadway oh he's great um we did an episode and he's just so so incredibly hysterical so please go go find their work if you don't have broadway hd i think you can rent things like a one-time rental sort of thing through broadway hd without a subscription or if you go the youtube route we can't stop you from doing that why not go donate to them in some capacity i'm sure if they're a theater company in the uk they're probably non-profit so send them a little cash send them a few you know pounds uh, for Christmas as it were. But um that's such a great selection, Eric. Thanks, Nicely bud. done. Thanks. Um, all right. So number five for me is a is a thing to do. Um we did that, I don't know, six ish mm-hmm. episodes ago. We did things to do. And this is something much like the Christmas countdown show, it was something that came into sort of my existence this holiday season in a real measurable, significant way, and that is um listening to my daughter sing Christmas mm. songs. Um, has become one of my favorite favorite things in the world because she'll do it. My daughter is like very independent and very like I only will do this when I sort of want to do it uh, sort of person which I love because she's strong and and fierce and I love that about her. So a lot of times she'll just a song will come on and or I'll just hear her down the hallway. I have this video I got of her a couple weeks ago where I was walking down the hallway and I heard I heard like what sounded sort of like jingle bells coming from uh, our other daughter's room because that's where we moved a lot of the right. old toys and I heard jingle bells and I'm walking down the hallway and I hear, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. And she's just sitting in there on her own with this little set of like jingle bells, just shaking them, singing jingle oh bells my to God, herself. It's so good. And so like I shot a video of it. I'll, I'll I'll get that up on our social media as well of her just like singing jingle bells to herself. Um, and now like her current she has two songs that are like her favorite Christmas songs currently. And that is uh, holly jolly Christmas by bro lives. Um, she absolutely loves that song. And now hippopotamus for Christmas <laughs> is like her, her number, number one jam. And as I mentioned in our last episode, she's like figured out how to get our Amazon device to like fire up. And she requests yeah. it all the time. So, um, just seeing her starting to get into the holiday season in the way that we are and to love singing Christmas music. It just, um, it absolutely warms my heart, and it's quickly become one of my my favorite things about the Christmas season. I love so that. That's, uh, that's number five. Did for I me. ever tell you yeah.
0: that uh, a lady that goes to my church, her mom is the singer of "I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas," and, yeah, what? and she, her mom, Gail. Uh, yes, uh, I guess what her, uh, whatever Gail. I don't know who sings it, Gail. Oh, Gayla, excuse me. It's Gayla Peavy. Peavy. is her mom, and she sang it when she was serious? a kid. But now she's, like, just a regular, like, Mom, she's not like a big performer. She's like an older lady in her probably 60s or 70s now. And but every year at Christmas she gets to go on a couple of radio shows or morning TV shows and be like, "Yeah, I was the one who sang I want a hippopotamus for Christmas when oh I was like gosh. 9 years old or whatever." And uh yeah, but her we we've I don't know if we've ever met her mom, but we her daughter is a, a friend of ours from our church, which is <laughs> kind of funny.
2: Why has she not been on our show? Eric? I know.
0: Well, maybe that maybe season 2. Two. Right
2: there. season two okay see we've got all this fodder this is for, good for season two this is good
0: all right so number four yeah. for me i want to know if you know about this maybe you do maybe you don't okay uh me and my brother kyle watched this tv special i guess we'll call it uh when we were kids in the 80s and we thought it was so beautiful and awesome and then when i showed it to my wife and kids they teased me about it because they're like what is this thing that we're watching it is called (laughs) the snowman do you know this 1980s uh tv special called Uh... the snowman it says, the way that I they do. describe it is, uh, an after an English boy makes a snowman on Christmas Eve, it comes to life and takes him on an adventure to the North Pole to meet Santa Claus. It came out in 1982, uh, directed by Diane Jackson okay. and, and hey, Jimmy T. Murakami. Uh, it's sort of most okay. famous for the song Walking in the Air, which is, We're walking
1: mm. in the air, da 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 da, da, da.
3: I have
0: no idea what you were singing to me. <laughs> it's like a, this little, spe- it might not even be like half hour long. It might be like a 10 minute movie, honestly. Um, and okay. basically it's all animated. I don't know that there's even any talking in it. It's just that song plays. And this, it's like a, a beautiful child's book, uh, children's books, illustration come to life and this snowman like picks up this kid and they go flying through the air and they go to the north pole it's beautiful and it's really great and i don't know why my wife and kids think it's creepy or weird (laughs) i think it's great and nostalgic and wonderful so you should check it out we'll play a tiny clip of that song because maybe my singing didn't do it justice but here's a little clip from the snowman
3: Sleeping as we
0: So, do you know that? Does that does that sound familiar to you at all,
2: Eric? I have never heard of this in my life. <laughs> it's a true thing, I swear. I'm it not... doesn't matter if you sang it, the real version. <laughs> you know, you said it came out in 1982. So did I. I came out in 1982. Oh my god! Um, I was only four months old uh, when when this TV special came out. I've never heard of this. I've never seen any of this imagery. Uh, <laughs> in my life. Well, you got to
0: watch it. I, I'm um, pretty sure it's short. I,
2: I'm going to look it up how long it is. Hang on. Okay. It, I think it's 20, 26 okay. minutes is what it's So it's like me, a uh, true TV special. On Google. Okay. Well, add it to the add list. Add it to apparently. the list.
0: It's a good one. <laughs> you, you have nothing to say about it because yeah, you've never I, seen it. But trust me,
2: i literally am sitting here i'm like ah, <laughs> i don't know how to God. add to
1: this conversation
2: uh, but no i'm curious have any of our listeners heard of the snowman if you I have bet, shoot us i a DM, bet they let have let us know though let us know let us know let, us, let snow. us
0: know oh ding that's a good one um all right uh, word to you Woo. what do you got for number four for your list
2: number four it's gonna be another song Great. uh again this was one that i i, I don't it was so hard to not include it. I feel like with our songs, it just it eventually got to the point where I was like, "I have so many that I want to sure. include on this list. If I, I don't know how, I don't know how I'm going to do it." And I just sort of threw the ones in that first jumped sure. out of me. This is a song that to me is it is the feeling of Christmas, the energy of it, the melody of it, the the lyrics of it, uh, the way it's performed. It just feels like somebody opened the door to christmas and this was the song that you were greeted with as you walked in the door like that and and that song is it's the most wonderful time of the year by andy williams great yes um i don't think we like had the any way it's andy sort of williams likes on
0: our music lists
2: we didn't we did not i think we had like michael buble versions sure, yeah. of like andy williams songs i think made the list uh, but andy williams is so yeah. great um, I don't know much, frankly. I'll be honest. I don't know much about Andy Williams outside Christmas. Of yeah, sure, Christmas music. Um, but that the opening of that song with like sort of the swelling of like the strings and the music. And it all just sort of pauses. It's like the door opens. It's the most. And like you're looking around and there's like, you know, little people riding on like candy cane bicycles <laughs> and um, somebody's like pouring hot cocoa over there. To, it's like you've just wa- walked into this like magical Christmas totally. world. And this is the soundtrack of that world. Um, There's there's not much more I could say. There's more colorful than that. Um, So so let's take a little listen to uh, Andy Williams' It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. It's the most wonderful
4: time of the year. Season of all. There'll be parties for hosting so good. For so
0: classic. Do you think that up at the, the real North Pole that they listen to modern Christmas music or do they only listen to like old school Christmas music? And by old school, what are we talking about? Are we talking about like old Christmas hymns or do you think that they're allowed to listen to Frank Sinatra and Andy Williams and, and Michael Buble up at the North Pole? I don't know. Maybe if you're an elf that's, and you're listening to this question. and you could, uh, you know, let us know, uh, that would be great. And also, if you are an elf and you're listening to this podcast and you want to be a guest, that would be a big get for us. You know, <laughs> if we could prove I'm... the existence of the North Pole on, on our own little Christmas podcast it would be a big thing. So if you're if that would you be are, big.
2: I feel like that would trend. I
0: think that would trend a little bit we might might be able to crack a little bit. the top 50 uh, of family <laughs> podcasts if we have uh, an exclusive, a real live Santa's Elf on our, our podcast. That would be a big thing. So if you're listening, I'm just
2: putting it out there. No pressure, but uh, that, would, that would be helpful <laughs> to us. I like to imagine they don't listen to Christmas music at Ooh. all. I like to imagine they listen to, I don't know, like boy bands or something. I don't know. Or hard rock. <laughs>
1: Making
2: those presents, making those presents. Maybe Doowah, maybe Doowah fans up there. We'll find out. Who knows? All right, Uh, is it back to me then?
0: Uh okay number is ping pong back it to me back to me okay this is a song that i actually was trying to find when we were doing our modern christmas list and i knew that okay. i had taken a screenshot of this album it was an artist that i was not very familiar with but i found last christmas and i remember loving it and i could like sort of picture the screenshot of the the album cover when we were doing our list, but I could not think of what her name was, and I was going through one of my old Spotify playlists and I found it, and so I'm so excited to bring this to you uh, because I love this song and okay. I think it's just super fun. The artist's name is Francesca Battistelli, B A T T I S T E L L I, Battistelli, Battistelli, Francesca Battistelli. Maybe she's not more famous because her okay. last name is very hard to pronounce. But, um, Or maybe she's famous maybe in Italy she or is. wherever she's from. Possibly. I think she's American, but I don't know. Let's see here. Uh, okay, I'm pulling up the song. The song is called Christmas Is. Christmas Is is the name of the song. Christmas Is, uh, the okay. The artist is uh, Francesca Battistelli. I'm going to play you a little clip of it right here so you can hear what it sounds like.
3: Christmas is music and family in town Christmas is Snoopy and Charlie Brown It's anticipating that snow's gonna fall And praying for some place to park at the mall It's mom going crazy cause the turkey got burned It's saying thanks for some gift you'll return Christmas is caroling kids at your door It's paper and ribbon all over Covered in light It's away in a manger It's a wonderful light. Christmas is caring For those who've got nothing It's dropping your change In the bell ringer's bucket Christmas
0: Great. And That's her great. whole album, a, she has a, a whole Christmas album, she might even have two, uh, that are so good and so lovely. And like, we've talked a lot about how we love when modern people have kind of that, you know, feel of the rap pack, of the doo-wop era, of that sort of like big band band. You know, the jingle bells are going. I just, I love that song. And I was so happy that I re-found it because I remember loving it last year, yeah. uh, but I couldn't place it in my mind. So there you go. Francesca Battistelli, the song Christmas Is.
2: That's such a great song. Um, she, it turns out she's from New York There City. you go. She's not from uh, Italy, as I was sort of suggesting. To me, her voice had a had a, a little tinge of uh, Carrie Underwood. Yeah. I was hearing some Carrie totally. Underwood in there as I we were hear listening that. to that. That was that was great though. I'm so glad that she's getting a shout yeah. out. So uh, Francesca, if you're listening or you know Francesca, uh, have her come listen to this episode and, and we're gonna have to give you some more love uh, going into totally too. That was great. Um, okay, so number let's see number three for me is, okay. is a movie. Uh, it's a movie we talked a ton about, but it was not on my top 10 Christmas movies mm. list. And that movie is uh, the 90s version of Miracle on 34th Street. I did not include it on my movies list. It, frankly, was a movie I I don't think I'd watched probably since it came out in the 90s. Because for some reason, I don't know why, I just always thought that that Miracle on 34th Street was a movie I wasn't going to (laughs) like or that I didn't like it when I was a kid. Maybe... Maybe I mentioned this when we did that episode about Santa's is that I think because there's so many adult characters in the film, sure. I just thought like, oh, not for it's me, just a yeah. bunch of adults and like one kid, not for me, you know, but then I went back and watched it a few weeks ago and I absolutely fell in love with it. It's obviously a classic. Um, it's one of the best Santa performances oh, yeah. in, in a film. I mean, as we as I had it, it was the best. Um I love it. Uh, let's let's play a little clip uh, to take a little trip down memory lane for uh, for all the people who didn't listen last time. It's a uh, miracle on 34th Street, starring uh, Richard and Dylan McDermott, Dermott McDermott, <laughs> Dermay McDermott.
0: Uh, it's so good. Do you know? I don't know if we talked about this last yeah. time, but one of the things that they do in that version that I just love is they backlight almost everybody. They yes! do this like. It's so halo golden. Golden lighting around everyone, it, and so it's a movie, movie like you know trick of putting a light behind someone and it gives them what's called a halo light. But it it sort of is viewed yes. as like you know it's not very realistic, but it gives everything a warm glow. And that that movie does it like every character. If you look at it, is backlit with a yes, halo light yes. around it. It's
1: so
2: cool. I almost I also think that uh, Dermot uh, Dermot it, McDermott. It, Is it dylan mcdermott or dermot melroney i think think which one is it
0: dylan mcdermott i'm
2: pretty sure it's dylan mcdermott (laughs) (laughs) you're looking it up mick it is dylan mcdermott he's so funny in that film because like he's he's sort of he's like a good-looking uh david schwimmer um is is sort of who dylan mcdermott looks like he also has this like very like smoldering like smirky look that he gives all the time even when it's like when she's sitting on Santa's lap, and like you would think he would have like a big right. smile on his face. You're like, oh, she's doing it. He's like smoldering. <laughs> like I'm like, what are you looking at, man? Who are you flirting with right he's now? Always like flirting. Every moment, it seems like he's he's flirting with the judge. He's flirting with somebody at the department store. He's also there is one thing about that movie that I gotta say, I'll give it. I gotta give it up to um, the mom character in that film. I'm blanking on uh, her name. I know the actress was also yes. like big. Um, I I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but that moment when he proposes to her is, is such a great moment when she's like, what remotely (laughs) gave you the idea that that was like even a thing that you should be doing? Because in, in the framework of the movie, I almost feel like you kind of are supposed to feel bad for his character. But then you think about what we've seen in the film so far. They don't spend a lot of time together. They're not romantic with one another. And on their first date. It's funny
0: you say this because my wife and I were arguing, not arguing, but discussing this when we watched it. Because we also were like, wow, I can't believe that he would propose. Like, what would give you the idea that that's where we were at in our relationship? But I do think that they have been casually dating before the movie. That's my interpretation. And my wife was like, "No." She was like, okay. "No, they're not. He's just the neighbor." And I'm like, "I get the sense that they've maybe gone to dinner maybe once or they've hung out at the park, very casual, and there's definitely been flirting happening, but you're right. It is he was way too presumptuous to be like, "Hey, uh, I know we've been on one date, but let's let's call this what it is. Let's
2: get a marriage going."
0: Like it's <laughs> they were not there yet. They were not there.
2: Wasn't it the fir- It was like the first time that they kissed, yes. right? And then all of a sudden, he's like getting down on one knee and proposing it <laughs> too, fast. Too, fast. too fast, too fast, too fast, too soon. Right? Her her character is a Dory Walker. That's the name of her character in that film, and it's played by uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Perkins. Perkins. Yes, of course. Um, who's, I was watching the film. I was like, "Why do I know big. her? Why do I know her?" And then all of a sudden, it dawned on me. I was like, yeah, "Oh, totally. big. Totally. That's where I know her from." Um, anyway, yeah. It, he, he really needed to pump the brakes yes. in that situation. Slow down, Dermot McDermott. Slow <laughs> down. Dermot McDermott. But, I mean, the good news is eventually Santa just brings it's them the together. Anyway. I so... see where
0: this is going. All right, here we go. Number two for me. Right, exactly. Uh, I'm going with a song that you probably have never heard. Uh, the song is called okay. A Thousand Candles. It is. I did I did some research, mm. and it was very hard to determine Whether this song was an old hymn or if it had sort of like been just passed down through the years. Hang on, I'm pulling up the actual details about it right now. Uh, The versions that I could find were by a lady named Evie Carlson. um, But it seems to be in some hymnals. The reason that I am bringing up this song is because... Uh, this is the song when I was growing up in Chicago, I went to a church called grace Lutheran church and, uh, I was in the choir, the adult choir with my mom. Um, and I would, uh, every year at the, uh, Christmas Eve service, they would do the service and we would sing a bunch of songs up in the choir balcony and we would have a band and, you know, and it was always a big Christmas show and everything. But at the end of the Christmas service, the choir would all go down. They would turn off all the lights. We've talked about this before, uh, that the best part of a Christmas Eve service yeah. is the candle lighting. And so they would light, uh, turn off all the lights, and the choir would all come in down the right side and the left side of the church, and we would all have candles lit, and we would sing this song as we each choir member would reach to the aisle in front of them and light that light, the first person's candle, and they would pass it down. Um, but okay. it just really makes me think of christmas time and and in the most nostalgic way uh it just really feels like me my childhood and and christmas in particular so i'm gonna play you a a little clip of uh a thousand candles and uh then we'll, we'll talk about it on the other side here we go
3: Around the earth today, and all the beams will shine across the heavens' grand display. Yes.
0: Save all and all so it kind of continues, it continues along that way. Um, and I remember okay. we used to have these little red booklets that every year from when I was a kid, I remember seeing the, when I was like, you know, three years old, I remember seeing the choir before I was in the choir, holding these little red booklets that had this song And it was just, like, printed on two pages. And it just, like, I know this does nothing for all the other viewers, but it is, uh, (laughs) listeners, it is the most, like, nostalgic thing for me of imagining what my childhood was like on Christmas Eve, singing in the choir with my mom and singing this song and being a part of the candle lighting. And so uh, Mm. I didn't have anywhere else to put that, but the song A Thousand Candles, uh, an old, I don't know if it's an old Lutheran, Uh, you know hymnal or or where that song came from but if anybody else knows please let us know Um, but if if you want a a good little nice very calming that version is a little more countryfied but we would do it almost completely acapella yeah Uh, and it was very very beautiful uh a beautiful moment in the christmas
2: service so that was my number two that's a that's amazing i i've never heard that song before. Now, yeah. granted, I didn't grow up in a Lutheran church, so maybe that's... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's it's why. A, a Lutheran uh, thing. Uh, I've never sure. heard it before. You're introducing uh, so many new things to me. Like, I, I totally expected... I don't know why. I should know better at this point in time than to expect you to bring the expected here. Uh, I try to bring <laughs> the unexpected. I thought I'd be like, oh, Eric, you really do that with your, with your stocking stuffers. You're like, you know, a credit card multi-tool <laughs> and a fidget <laughs> spinner thing and... All this stuff I was like uh, uh, baseball <laughs> cards, uh, uh, Reese's. Like I don't know. I, I love how create because I feel like for me, I basically just went to like the things that I couldn't include on previous lists. But this is. But that's what's fun about this show is no that rules. it's So different and fun and 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 there's no, no rules, rules, baby. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so number two for me, uh, I mentioned this a little bit earlier on our countdown here. Uh, it is a film that since we started the show and since we started talking about Christmas movies, it is the one that it seems like the vast majority of people have bombarded our DMs, our comments, my personal page with, you have to watch this film. I was like, oh, my gosh, people pump the brakes. My gosh. Um, and then I went and watched it uh, a few nights ago with my wife. And absolutely fell in love with the film *Claws*, uh, the the Netflix original. Um, I mentioned it earlier. The claws in that film, played by J.K. Simmons, is absolutely brilliant. The film itself is so funny. It's so heartwarming. It's it talks about again. It's one of those perspectives of like the origin of Santa sure. and how did Santa come to be. And it's this you know guy who's a post you know whose dad like basically like runs like the postal service uh I I want to say in the UK or in Europe somewhere um and his son is like you know teed up to become like the next person but he doesn't take it seriously right. so his dad wants to wake him up and and sends him off to like Schmieresburg <laughs> or whatever it is you know like at the right. northern end of the of the world where he has to stamp six thousand letters uh, by the end of the year. And he gets there, and it's just this really sort of, like, creepy town where there's been these feud, this feud between the two families of Smearsburg that have been at odds with each other since the beginning of time, uh, essentially. And nobody mails anything there. And then he meets Claus, mm. and the whole thing changes. Um, and the ending of the film, Eric, oh, my gosh. Like
0: I'm so excited to watch The narration
2: this. moment. Oh my gosh. I don't want to spoil it, but like the narration moment at the end of the film that happens with the postmaster and what he says, like my wife and I both audibly at the end went Oh <laughs> Like it was just this perfect moment. If you have not seen the movie *Clause* yet, um, and you're like me thinking, oh, there's no way I'm going to like this film. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb, a very sturdy limb and say, you're going to love it. Watch it now, watch it tonight, watch it this weekend. Whenever you have the chance, block out you know an hour and a half it's it's an absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant film and we'll we'll take a little listen to it right now
1: mr Klaus, sir
5: those little children if you donate your old toys to them well i'll gladly deliver them for free mr Klaus, wait please think of all the joy you'll bring their miserable little lives Look, here. Poor little Hairleaf. He only has sticks and stones to play with. So sad. And this one. Little Penny, Patty. Her doll was so old, it crumbled in her arms when she came to me.
1: And then Krista. Little ugly Krista.
2: Tonight, same time.
5: Great. Wait. Same time, you've been dead of night. I can just take the toys now. No, I go with you. There's no need for you to come with me, really. It might be against the law for a uh, non-certified postman to ride with me. I I have to check the rule book. Great, tonight, then. I'll see you then. Good talk. Good talk.
0: That's awesome. I'm I'm so excited to watch. I'm telling my family we're watching Klaus tonight. We're watching Klaus tonight. Yes. Get ready i told him <laughs> and what i say goes in my house no, that doesn't what
2: that. i say goes in this house now i may fall asleep at eight o'clock i won't fall asleep i promise they're gonna be watching applause right, tonight. Right. uh it's so good i can't i can't wait you'll have to talk about it on yes. our, our part one yes, of our I finale will. I will. episode
0: So we made it, Danny. We're at number one. Uh, It took us, you know, uh, quite a a while. And those of you that were looking for a seven-hour episode, you're we're we're working our way towards that. We're inching closer closer every day. (laughs) Um, But so for number one, for me, I thought I thought about. um, I said, taught. I thought about doing like I was the Tweety Bird. I thought about about doing doing this thing uh, with them. I thought about." (laughs) Uh, including cow Christmas yet again, but I I did bring it up. So it wasn't really Christmas, but this is your obligatory reminder to check out cow Christmas on YouTube. If you have not yet, (laughs) because it is amazing and you will love Uh, it. Um, But number one for me is is a song that I cannot even believe that neither of us put on our list. It is one of the best Christmas songs (laughs) and just gets you so happy. And that's going to be the song Jingle Bells by none other than Babs herself barbara streisand the fast version of jingle bells i, I don't know that there is so, a, a better song it's just so it's so good and so perfect uh let's hear a little clip of it yeah of jingle bells by barbara streisand <laughs>
5: Bells jingle buzz jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh jingle buzz jingle buzz jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. We're dashing through the snow no one-horse open sleigh. All the fears we go, laughing all the way. Hey, 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 bells ring, making spirits bright. Oh, what fun it is to sing a sleighing song tonight. Oh, jingle, buzz, jingle, buzz, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle buzz jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. A day or two. Ago. I thought I'd take a ride, and soon Miss Fanny Bright was seated by my side. The horse was lean and lank. Misfortune seemed his lot. He got into a drifting bank, and then we got upset.
1: Upset
5: oh my god buzz, it's
0: my so god. keep playing so it good. keep playing it
1: keep playing
0: it i love it's it so good i was popping out over here it. so oh my gosh. it's so
2: great um i was just about to do an instagram story of us both like dancing out <laughs> to that dancing out what who am i am I? Uh, I dance Wait, out. dancing no, out rocking out dancing to that song We're dancing out so hot. It's so, such
0: a great song, though. And I love also, I was just noticing that its title is Jingle Bells, question mark. All the other Jingle Bells versions are just Jingle Bells. (laughs) But this is Jingle Bells, (laughs) question mark. So uh, if you're searching for it. maybe. But it's so good. It's such a, like, great, you know, just like you know fast version of that song and i love when she says "absat." it's just classic classic christmas i can't <laughs> believe i didn't include it can't believe i chris missed it but my number one jingle bells question mark <laughs> by
2: barbara streisand question mark
0: that's what i got <laughs>
2: which reminds me you released a video was it was this last last Christmas, Christmas or, I made uh, a little video Christ- yeah. last Christmas you did a video we'll post that I feel like maybe we gotta we gotta we share that, share with, the that
0: with the people yes I made you were on
2: a beach in, uh, in Florida, Florida I was visiting my
0: family life. and a, a, an organization asked me to make a Christmas video for uh, some fundraiser and so I did and my dad was able to help me out uh, and my wife helped me out and my dad did a very cool drone shot he had just gotten a new drone from Christmas, and so he did a drone shot at the end when I was like standing on the beach and holding the big high note, and he like zoomed up, and it was very cool. So, yeah, I'll, we'll post that, but it's very that cool.
2: explains why. Th- okay, this explains why your dad has been commenting on our our Facebook page saying, When's Eric gonna post the Jingle yes, Bells video? This is true. I didn't realize he was, uh, d- he was, he was the DP, DP of and, the video, uh, so out. he
0: has a, a rooting interest. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, for that. Uh,
2: okay, he wants to get his That's YouTube right. views up. <laughs> I right. got it. Um, <laughs> I love that. Papa Peterson. Love it. Um, Okay. So uh, before I say my number one, I do want to remind you all, please, uh, if you're enjoying this episode, if you're enjoying what we're doing, please rate and review. You can scroll down right now on Apple, hit five stars, give us a quick rating. Also, please come find us on social media at Christmas Countdown Show on Instagram, Instagram. TikTok and Facebook at X pod on Twitter. And if you want to join an exclusive uh, group, head over to our Patreon page. We've got some fun rewards there. Um, as you've heard recently, we've been reading uh, some of our listeners, top tens on our show. So if you want a chance to be one of those people um, head over to our Patreon, you can support us there and have a chance to have your top 10 read on our show. Um, so here we go. My number one, uh, Chris missed item and, And honestly, I went back through all our lists just to make sure. I was like, "How did we? How did we possibly? How could we possibly not include what is it?" And it's listening to Christmas music. Of course, my favorite thing to do. Of course. How in the world? It's almost too obvious.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh! How did we miss that?
2: It was almost too obvious. It was. I know. I was like, "Did I really not put that on my favorite things to do at Christmas? Did Eric really not put that on his favorite things to do?" Because it's my favorite thing to do at christmas it's my favorite thing to do in freaking yes. may um is listen to christmas music so that i feel like when that one hit me the other day i think i was in the shower or something i was like oh my gosh that is the definition of a christmas ton totally like, how did total. we christmas one of the most famous things it's our our most downloaded episode by like a factor of four the music one is our top christmas songs yeah episode so we we both really it, and it's um there's no real sound clip to go with it but it's just listening to christmas music is one of my favorite things in the world any time of year um it's probably a big reason why we started yeah this show um was just loving christmas music and wanting to to be able to talk about it so so that's my number one and and what i think is really fun about us doing this christmas list is um we haven't shared this with anyone yet eric but our finale should sure we, should we give him a little teaser of what's of what's coming um so eric and i are going to embark on what might some people might consider one of the most difficult tasks <laughs> of all time and we are going to have to narrow down our lists so songs movies things to do food christmas uh santas stocking stuffers we have to take all of those items which i think is probably around like 70 or 80 things (sighs) at this point in time and we have to make our ultimate christmas list list. crazy and how like it could be like is number one going to be listening to frank sinatra sing have yourself a merry little christmas or is number one cow christmas for eric i i don't know um but over the next like week we're going to have to narrow that down and begin recording our 10 through 6, and then 5 through 1, it's going to be a two-parter, so we'll prepare you for that. We are going to put together our own personal ultimate Christmas ultimate list. I, I, Eric, I'm I'm stressed out thinking about it. My brain hurts you just like trying to this. think
0: about it and pre-plan for it. So, yeah, it, it's going to be wild. I know. But it should be a good culmination episode with—or with, two episodes of all of the things that we've talked about over this past season— Um, And if you guys have uh, if you're listening to this and you have a recommendation of something that we've said that you're like, you better not leave this off your ultimate Christmas list. Please send (laughs) us a a DM. Help us narrow these things down because it's going to be near impossible. Um, But I think but I think that what we whatever we land on should be a very exciting list and a very uh, uh, enjoyable list and, and something that points you towards the best things that you can be a part of at Christmas. So. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed yeah. this episode, episode 18. Oh, Wait, yes. one more thing. What's one that? more
2: thing, Eric, about yes. our finale is I mentioned this on our social media, our Instagram oh, yeah. the other day, but there is a really fun opportunity for you all to be a part of our two-part finale. Show. What we would love, I hear... Yes, be in the show. I hear this all the time on like uh, SiriusXM does this a lot where it'll be like, they're like, record a voice memo of you, you know, wishing a Merry Christmas to your family and friends and send it to us at. Um, we want to do the same thing. So we want you on, on your voice memo app on your phone or however you record audio to record yourself, you know, keep it quick, you know, please, you know, so that way we can include it We many like to keep possible, our episodes like very
0: 10 brief. 10 to 20
2: seconds. We'd like to be. <laughs> yeah, we don't like long episodes, okay? We're not trying to do two-hour episodes around here. <laughs> um, no, we want to hear more of us. No, um, we we want to include you all. You really have been a part of this journey with us, and, and we want to give you the platform, the opportunity to, to wish you a Merry Christmas, a happy holidays, a happy New Year to, to those that you love most. So please go on your... On your phone whatever device you're using record yourself let us know your name where you're listening to and wish a merry christmas uh, to those that that are most dear to you and then please email that to us at our email address which is christmascountdownshow at gmail.com again christmas countdown show at gmail.com you'll need to get those voice memos in by the time this episode comes out you have you've got like a couple days yeah. uh, to get those in so so get them to us asap we want to include as many of you as possible in our finale because this really has become a family. This has become a crew, um, and we want to have your voices heard um, on that finale episode. Anyway, I know it cut you off there, Eric, so I'll let yeah, you get back to it. Yeah, basically here. just saying
0: that uh, definitely send those in uh, and follow us on the socials. Tell your friends if they have not listened to us yet. You know, they, they got a couple more episodes to... To jump in uh and hear live but you can always obviously go back and listen to our back catalog and all these fun lists that we've made so far mm-hmm. uh and we got two left danny two left of this christmas season oh my gosh but uh until then we just want to say we love oh, you guys it just
1: became we so thank real. you so
0: much for listening it became so and real. as we say every episode on the christmas countdown show merry christmas Uh, Happy holidays. (laughs) I had a little bit of a break (laughs) in my voice. I was trying to really, Merry Christmas and happy holidays. We love you guys. Have a good one. We'll see you on the next episode. (laughs) Bye-bye. See ya.